0: Amen. I'm Merlin. And we're a gay. And his NB. Episode number
1: 89. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of A Gay and His Envy, the show where we talk all the things that we're watching on television this week. Uh, we're so excited to be talking to you about a bunch of great things. But before we get into any of that, as we always do, of course, we have a few housekeeping notes that we have to get out of the way
0: first. Wherever it is that you're listening to us, whether that is Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of the other lovely uh, podcast platforms out there, if you could go leave us a rating and a review, preferably five stars, but, you know, vote with your heart. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Whatever it is you're feeling, give us a rating and a review. Uh, That number one lets us get into the algorithm, lets us find more lovely listeners like yourself. Um, but it also lets us hear back from you. Lets us hear what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and what you would like to see from us in the future.
1: Yes, you can also follow us on social media, all at A Gay and His You can get that on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads, uh, where we're posting new content every day, including clips from the podcast, as well as some of the instant thoughts about things that we're watching. Uh, we're doing a lot of live tweeting, a lot of, you know, just sort of giving you an extra dose of A Gay and His uh, outside of this podcast. Like we mentioned, you can do that all at A Gay and His across social media,
0: and if you'd like to rep us out in the real world, have a little bit of extra dose of Gaiden's MB in between the episodes, you know you can go over and grab some of our lovely merch at uh, Gaiden'sMB. Com. I've made several, uh, you know, cute little designs over there. Uh, I think they're cute. Um, but go over there and grab something. Uh, there, there's shirts, there's mugs, there's hoodies, there's blankets, whatever your little heart desires they've got. And they're always running sales. So you can definitely find something that will fit your budget, no matter what that is.
1: And finally, if you have any questions for us that you would like us to answer on a future episode of the podcast, you can be sure to submit that across the social media platforms that I mentioned, or at a gay and his NB at gmail.com. Uh, just leave your name leave your question it can be about just about anything and we may answer it on a future episode of the podcast babe what do we have in store this episode
0: well we're going to be talking about uh the trader is it really about to be over the traders
1: you were saying that because you're like it's 10 episodes right and so we're on episode nine i feel like it's a
0: the, that would like, make sense for it yeah. over soon. Well, because, like, okay, so this episode, we don't get the the banishment. Right. We get a cliffhanger. But, you know, like, there's this banishment, and then the next episode, we'll have a murder. But we got, like, what, like, nine people so left? That, well, but that gets you down to seven. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, and then they will probably banish one, and then go into the final six, and that can be a whole. Yeah, that can be all one episode, and because it's. Peacock, they can just upload whatever length of episode they need. Yeah, they can do whatever. They can do whatever, and we're going to be here for it. (laughs) Um, Because it's the traders and they're fabulous. Um, We're also going to be talking about Married to Medicine this week. The finale. The finale. They finish up the Hilton Head trip. They got this uh, cute little gala they're going to. Yes. Um, But before we get to any of that, let's talk Drag Race. Drag
1: Race for this week, and it's a very special episode of Drag Race. It's the episode I would say most people look forward to the most every year, which is Snatch Game.
0: Snatch Game!
1: Uh, yeah, Snatch Game. Well, and it's interesting to see, like, at least in terms of... Pro- I still think people look forward to Snatch Game the most out of every episode of a season, but like we were talking, I think, was was last week the, the, um, the theater production? The Rusical? Uh Yes, it was, because yeah. Megami went home. But, like, I feel like in terms of quality, like we were saying last week, how great the Rusicals have been lately, like, hitting out of the block. I think Snatch Game, we'll get to it isn't what it necessarily used to be in yeah. terms of actual, like, success.
0: I mean, Snatch Game really and truly had its heyday in the, in the, I would say, season 6 through 10. Right. And then it's really not been that great since.
1: Yeah, you have a few, like, oh, that was good. And and I think there was definitely some clear favorites here when, yeah. when we'll dissect it. But it's like, it's a little... I think it's one of those things where it's like one of the things also with reality TV. It's like it was one thing when you were kind of springing snatch game on them, and it's like, oh, what you know? It, people haven't really learned the system of it yet. Now we'll get to it. There were there was a lot of creativity with some of the choices, and I think that that I I appreciate to a certain extent, but it also frustrates me to a certain extent because I think some people are being way too cute and sure and not sort of like. Doing something that might be not the most like, oh, wow, you did that. But like, you know.
0: Hey, but Can look, still be better. Look. As a casual view watcher and a dedicated Megan McCain hater. <laughs> we'll get to um, it. I really appreciated Dawn. I felt seen. <laughs> I really did feel seen. Um and knowing her humor and like how biting her humor is, yeah. I guarantee you there was a lot of her performance left on the cutting we, room floor. We
1: were literally talking right before we were coming into the podcast because we watched the uh, Snatch game again. And it was like, we need, I really think they should just release the full Snatch game mm-hmm. usually because it's clearly like, oh, if this answer wasn't interesting enough, we cut it or whatever. But it's, and, but also I think they don't want to do that because there's, you can you can fudge snatch game in terms of the edit to right. lead it to way, the way that you want. Not to say that the people that were praised here didn't. Well,
0: especially do because well, a lot of it is the sound effects. It's the right. laugh track. It's the it's when Ru laughs. Uh-huh.
1: It's when Rue, like. Yes, and you, right? Right. Because sometimes she'll just, like... There were a couple times where I was just like, okay, Rue, you could have given them something with that. Well... There was no... Maybe the delivery was slightly off. Maybe, like, the timing of the joke could have been better. But there was still a joke there, and you are just sort of, like, killing it.
0: There was one of morphines that she just shut down. Yeah. And I was like, why? That that was good. Right. You clearly just didn't want her in the top. yeah. You, I, I don't think she would have been at the top, but you didn't want her safe.
1: I don't think Morphine, when you actually look at it critically, I don't think Morphine should have been in the bottom. We'll, no, we'll, I, I agree. We'll get to it. But, uh, yeah. And, and we'll break down everyone's choices and, and, and our thoughts on everything. But uh, we come back into the workroom as Megami has been eliminated. Um, I will say, I appreciate, I mean, we'll get, she sort of has the narrative of this throughout the episode. Maya kind of speaking up more and getting a little bit more confidence. I mean, mm-hmm. she's not to... She's practically mute most of the season. Yeah. But, like, having, like, just the moments to be like, yeah, I'm the Lip Sync Assassin. She's like, you know, I showed that bitch, you know, I can still be beat you without flipping. And, like, everyone's like, okay! Like, finally you're speaking up. And then also, like, the... <laughs> When she uh is wiping the mirror message off and Morphine, I forgot what she, she says something like, you know, nice about Megami and Maya goes, Morphine, you not even like her. <laughs> and, and like the way that she was like digging at Morphine, like throughout this uh, process, there's also a moment when they're on the couches. Where they're congratulating Plasma and Plasma. And they're like, well, could anyone have done that role? Like, you know, because all the fight over, like, Morphine wanted it. Mm-hmm. And I think Plasma says, like, I think Morphine would have done an unbelievable job as well. And Maya's just laying on the couch going, stop lying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is that um, I think Morphine would have done well. Yeah. She would not have done what Plasma did with it.
1: No, 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 no. I think, yeah. And I think we said that last week. It's like that was for Plasma, clearly. Um, But I love, yeah, I just like those little moments of Maya speaking up a little bit more. I think she has a personality. I don't know why we're not seeing it, but.
0: Well, part of it is that it takes people a while to get comfortable in a group. Sure. So it's really hard to hit the ground running. And be on television and be entertaining and be in a group of people that you're not comfortable with and all of that shit. Yeah. Like like I, I think I've mentioned before that I think I would do well, at least on the UK version of Big Brother. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would be interesting in the first week. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I feel like the first week I would – well, I mean at least the first couple of days I would still be getting my bearings, Right. right. And some people can just hit the ground running, and they're just entertaining.
1: And reality TV is a whole other beast, yeah, yeah. right? Like it's one. I feel like she, the the sense I get from Maya is that she's probably very personable in real life, like with her drag family and sort of like that community, like in Florida. But like, like when you're on television, you're a personality, and so you have to right. put on certain things and have to like, you know, yeah, it's you know, um, but it's I, a
0: lot of pressure too because this is not just. Like, this is your career. This is where you are literally the entire show is a branding challenge. Right. Like, the entire show is setting up whether or not you will get bookings in the future. Yeah. It's a lot of stress
1: uh they returned to the workroom uh the next day um uh, morphine and tsunami are having a discussion uh because morphine uh brings up that tsunami like t- uh before they came to drag like took one of her men in new york or whatever that she was like hitting on at like a club or something like that and tsunami like sw- s- swooped in and and picked her up. we see i mean we'll get to the lip sync later it, this is like the we saw like this is the first time we were really seeing, like, their friendship dynamic, like, outside of the show that they've mm-hmm. built, which I do think from a production standpoint, I wish we would have gotten more scenes of. Right. Like, leading up to what happens, spoiler alert. But, yeah. like, you know, I I like that, you know, that dynamic. And, I, and like I said, I'm sad because I feel like Morphine and Tsunami, I think, are incredibly personable people that are just kind of being under-edited. So. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and it's also very telling when they start doing these edits, we see this on Drag Race. We see this on Survivor. Once some, someone starts getting a backstory, you're like, you're going home. Right. Like, oh, oh, you oh, you got a tragedy mirror? <laughs> Bye, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even seen the challenge yet, but you're going to suck. It's frustrating.
1: Um, and so Rue comes into the workroom and also because – I mean, they, I do like that they're – putting this all together in one now with these uh, episodes with the snatch game they also do the library within the same episode which i, yeah. I think is the right move to go so rue says the library is open this i thought was a good reading challenge overall like in terms yeah. of i think the only one that bombed was maya which yeah you know,
0: I, I mean i get tsunami's read of plain jane was not great it was literally just I want to fuck you. Yeah,
1: I would. I I could call you a dumb bitch or an ugly whore, but I'm not gonna do that because I want to fuck you. I mean, it was fun and tsunami. Tsunami style. I I the thing I appreciate is the queens in the reading challenge that kind of go to the style of the old Paris is burning uh-huh. vibe. Where now, because nowadays it's very much just like joke. It's just like you know set up punchline joke, and it's like that's not. There's a difference between that and a read. Right, you know what I mean. Reads are a little more cutting, and they're a little more like, you know, go
0: study how Juju B did that shit. Yeah, Legs and Dairy will forever be one of the best reads that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, some of the ones that I read that I really liked, uh cue to saying Dawn, your name should be Dust because you look better in the dark. That was a fun one. Plain, Plain, I thought did really well for someone who like, and and wasn't too like, oh, you're just being a cunt about yeah. it you know q, q and her husband are in an open relationship which is ironic because when couples see Q from across the bar they decide to become monogamous <laughs> that was a fun one um i the one the other good tsunami one was well tsunami had two other good ones she says sophia Crystal, my sister and then she pauses and goes my brother and my uncle <laughs> and then she calls her the morgan freeman a dragon and says no wait that's rupaul anyone like yeah uh, you can People try to dig at RuPaul a lot of the time, like swerve and then do the dig at Ru, but like she actually nailed it, which I thought better than I've ever seen.
0: I don't know if it was intentional, but I thought it was a good callback to the talent show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the beginning of the season when Safira called RuPaul father. Oh. During her, during her opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ru's like, why did you call me father? She goes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love that. And then, oh my God, when the Tsunami goes, plasma where were you on January 6th? There was almost, I don't know if you caught it, there was almost a look in plasma eyes like, fuck, I'm going to be
0: canceled. Uh, We can't be throwing out those accusations. Look, we know there's probably only one and it was Elliot with three Ks. Oh, can we
1: quickly talk about that?
0: Can we quickly talk about Elliot's
1: dumb ass fucking posting like i'm the only queen for my season to go to whatever i guess in tennessee i'm assuming that's I, where she's somewhere the capital to protest to fight for you know anti you know against <laughs> for anti-trans legislation <laughs> against anti-trans legislation it's like cool girl like why are you like digging at season, the season 13 girls
0: but I, also simone did a lot of that yeah also when she won your season
1: right but also, it's like, Simone and Candy, Bo- like, she also kind of acts as though, like, there was this large narrative set about me, and blah, 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 and it, it's like, no, people didn't like you, because according to Simone, you were using a lot of black-scent, like, you know, language, as if you have an ability to sort of do that. Yeah. And, like, like, mm. like didn't she say something about, like like someone looking ghetto or something uh-huh. like that, according to simone and candy but like yeah that was the issue and they said it once on a podcast and that was it so
0: anything else that has but then she started like posting all of these like interviews from when the season was coming out mm. how they were like yes we love all of our sisters and it's like of course they're gonna say that oh shit yeah. like that's of course that's what they're gonna say They're under contract
1: We watched that fucking the uh, finale with all the final four When they were going through everyone's looks And they're like, yay Denali Yay Lalari And they get to Elliot's and they're just like Uh-huh <laughs> Yuga! It's like, come on We have eyes <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, she's crazy. Um, oh, but when also tsunami makes the January 6th thing, Morphine going, I don't get it. And Plasma goes, it's the day of the insurrection. Like,
0: what the hell? It's circled on my collar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops.
1: Um, Dawn had a good one of tsunami. Really bold name for someone that hasn't made waves in this competition.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was great.
1: I like that. Um, Safira uh, did a good one of, many don't know Zunami is into astrology. I'm a Libra, and she's a Cancer. To the drag community <laughs> <laughs> the good looks in and Safira and or no, it's not Safira. tsunami ends up winning. I like that tsunami also makes the joke of like two maxi challenges. or mini challenges in the in the row can I combine them for a maxi challenge, which sore
0: no. We're we're not losing the Duka in this bullshit. No.
1: But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad they gave Tsunami something. And I think Tsunami overall did the best in this challenge. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to Snatch Game. Well, the, the announcement of the challenge. Um, everyone's sort of, like, going through their parts or their uh, choices and sort of telling each other, like, what they're going with. When... Okay, so let's talk about Dawn first. Okay. Because, like... So we we when they did the preview for the week prior, like of of that, and they showed like glimpses, and we like paused to get like the frames of everyone. Once I saw her title card, I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, like I said, I'm gonna come clean on this. Uh, Mer- I
0: you say I mean you said that you're like I'm a casual view watcher and an avid May- Megan McCain. I converted
1: hater. you. Not I don't think I converted you because you would have hated her anyways. But like anyone who knows me knows that i had so i i am a pretty avid view fan by the way shout out there's a great podcast uh called deja the view which i got into and like it's it's hilarious the the view used to be like
0: campy t- as hell campy
1: as hell some of the most funniest like online memeable sort of like shit comes from that show um and the like i got back into watching it like right before megan mccain got the co-hosting job and that era like took years off of my life. To be <laughs> honest, I feel so bad for Merlin because there were days I would just literally come home from work and be like, "See what this bitch said on the show today?" <laughs> and like, I was like, yeah, "Like, look, Whoopi Goldberg is like right about to murder her and strangle her across the table." Like, it was so, but it was good. It was great television. Like, yeah. like reality television could only wish they were doing that shit. Yeah, like,
0: honestly. Know,
1: and she was the worst and so but when i saw that dawn was doing it i was like okay so how is she gonna go about it because there's always the there's always the worry because i was like doing megan mccain on drag race is a touchy thing in the sense that she tries to peg herself or i'll say this at least for a period of time when she was in more mainstream like Mm -hmm. on the view and that tried to peg herself as this like gay icon Like like Uh I
0: I was for gay marriage. She got a glad award. I was for
1: gay marriage before Obama. Whatever. Like
0: (laughs) She has a glad world. She she's a uh uh, an honorary rue girl.
1: Yeah, like Clay Aiken was her best friend and like it was just like and 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 then she would open her mouth about anything involving politics. It would be disgusting, not to mention like her husband who is a virulent homophobe in my opinion and like the fact that, yeah, it just, so when, but when Donna or goes, I wanted to make sure I pick someone that I was absolutely fine reading the dog shit out of. <laughs> and then she goes, Megan is a conservative. She's an idiot who just has a platform for being John McCain's daughter. And I think that she's a trash goblin. <laughs> I was like, Yay! thank you. Now we'll get to the Satch game where I was like, I think there were some missed opportunities in terms of it, but
0: like, I still, I, I guarantee you there's a fuck ton of shit on the cutting room floor with that.
1: Yeah, I want that's the that's the one or I want to see what was left out. Yeah. For sure. Now, I do think she made the mistake of not changing her wigs.
0: <laughs> through, oh, yeah.
1: Throughout the uh, performance. Only from the sense that, that when they had the COVID era of The View, she wore the craziest fucking hairstyles I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Oh, like, yeah. Like, all, to the point where it felt like cultural appropriation.
0: Well, it it really did. Because she would come out there in styles that were clearly not designed for white women. Yeah. And it's like girl, what are you wearing? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Like she was seconds away from coming out there with cornrows. I know. No, I, mean, I, I think just, she
1: did. I think she I, not,
0: not full cornrows. She, I think she did like uh, a cornrow off to the side or something yeah. maybe. But like if she had come out there in a full set of cornrows with beads and like I would have... Died.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's who? Um. So, uh. Also, so Rue introduces Chad Michaels, uh, to do like the walkthroughs, which mean makes sense. Chad, I think Chad, obviously, one of the best impersonators in drag. You know,
0: in, Maya missed an opportunity? She should have said, "I'm doing share," and then did her share uh, interpretation. Well,
1: also, why Rue wouldn't have told her to do the share impersonation in front right. of her? Right, like. <laughs> 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 well, I was, but but you know, Chad's such a stickler, right? Because I mean, think back to her original season. She's like, Cher never went whole. She never did that. Like, <laughs> they, like, she's such a fucking like, you know, perfectionist. But she looks. I mean, she's clearly done even like more work, like yeah. on her face since then, and she does look insanely like. Oh, Cher. it's
0: it's she looks more like Cher than Cher does. Yeah.
1: Um, they're going through everyone's uh, choices and giving them feedback. Um, Maya is wanting to do Tiffany Pollard, which I was conflicted on because but, like I I think they made a good choice to sort of veer her off that because I don't know if she would have been able to execute on it. And that would have made me sad because I feel like we need a good Tiffany Pollard. On well, Snatch the thing Game.
0: is, is that Tiffany Pollard seems like she would be really easy to do. Right. But the problem is, is that Tiffany Pollard is actually one of the most difficult characters to, to nail. Yeah. Because she's so irreverent and so dis, like, disruptive.
1: And you can, like, you could reference her lines, but I think it's hard to get into her brain of coming up with original shit to say. Yes. Like, you know, especially, I mean, we, when we were reviewing House of Villains, it was just like, how is she coming up with
0: this stuff? Yeah. you just kind of have to drop acid and go. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know that you can do that on Snatch Game.
1: (laughs) I think there's some, I think there's potential there, but I just think it has to be the right person at the right time. And like... Yeah, um, so, but they're kind of talking off the ledge of that, and she's, like, conflicted. She's just, like, I think, and Bruce is just, like, do what you love. Like, do, you know, think about, like, your friends or whatever in Miami, like, your closest people. Like, what they're, like, how you sort of, like, and I thought it was good advice, particularly for Maya. Just because I, Here, we'll get to it. Maya just needed to get out of her shell at a certain mm-hmm. point, and she was going to, you know.
0: Yeah, she needed something that she was intimately familiar with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she wasn't going to get that. Unless she did this. And I think she did amazingly well.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Rue then also tells them right before she leaves that uh, she had mentioned in the beginning that pl- that the uh, immunity potions had an expiration date on them. So she informs Plain Jane that she has three weeks left to use her immunity potion.
0: So this week, next week, and then the week after. Right,
1: so I think when we get down to six.
0: Before, that makes sense. Before
1: we get down to six, I think that's fair, and like they really were like emphasizing this throughout the episode of like, I mean, and in the preview too, they were really in like planes going to do something. Like they were telling the audience that. So when mm-hmm. spoiler, when it gets to the end and she doesn't, like it was like okay.
0: Well, it also makes sense with six because that's a top three and bottom three with w- the whole cast.
1: Right, right, right. So
0: it- if you use the immunity potion after that, then you only have five out there getting judged. Yeah. And you can assume,
1: and then you would, yeah. And then you would essentially assume either the top or bottom. So, right. Yeah. Um, So let's go into snatch game uh, and get our thoughts on sort of uh, everything that happened. Just to go through everybody. uh, Q is Amelia Earhart. It was Uh, fine. uh, Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a good choice for Q. It was definitely very Q people. I think they were joking in untucked that she just, kind of was the brick character from the snl skit but which like, is
0: fine she did amazingly well in that too so it's like okay reuse some of the some of the um vibes
1: yeah this was the one also though where it was like kind of they gave her a good edit mm-hmm. like what we were talking about before i don't think she did bad by any means but like when she did the opening joke of ru did you know i was the first person to ever have peanuts on a plane or whatever and ru thought that was the most hilarious fucking joke and i was like that's I don't get I don't get the joke to that yeah. personally and I think there were other jokes that other people did that were that had more of a thought process to it.
0: They had put a lot of faith in her for this one. You you can tell because they put her in the top row first chair. Right. Like those first chairs of, on each row are highly stressful positions. Sacred. <laughs> the, they really are. They're where you expect the power players to be and Q just didn't quite deliver that. But yeah. she did well. I think she did well.
1: I agree. Uh, then we had Tsunami as the gold tooth fairy. This is where I was talking about before where
0: it's like, they're like makeup could have been so good.
1: Yeah. But it's also a little bit like come up with a character that doesn't exist. And you can, I'm like, I don't think the, I think they need to make a hard and fast rule on that. I get that. It's like, it allows them a little more freedom to be better but it's like but it also
0: gives it them the freedom it defeats the point of
1: the challenge to me
0: well part of the issue though is that the with snatch game you at some point you're going to run out of people to choose from sure if you're only picking celebrities i mean i know that there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of celebrities but like at a certain point you're picking some random youtuber off in the corner of the internet that nobody's ever fucking heard of. Yeah. And it's like, what's the point? I might as well just make something up because it's going to be better than this. Sure.
1: And I think it, it, it's unfortunate because I don't think there were a lot of jokes that Tsunami had. Tsunami started off good at points, and there were a couple times where Rue does, doesn't give Tsunami a lot. The, she made some long thing about, like, uh, the, Lady Bunny reuses her dollars and that I, I put, you know, when, like, Rue says, like, what do you do with your dollars? She's like, I put them in my piggy bank, and then when I need to get another tooth, I break it open. And Rue's like, because your tooth... There's tooth mixed in no, with your dollars. Because you need the dollar. Because you it's like, Rue, do you know how the tooth fairy works? You you put the dollar under the pill. But the the issue Like that was like you didn't have to do that
0: to her, Ruth. The issue with with this character was it wasn't thought out enough. No. It really should have been that she is snatching people's teeth. Yeah. And to get them to buy gold teeth from her.
1: Well, there's that I think also Rue doesn't like it when you do a character like that and you don't go very stereotypical.
0: Right. It has to be borderline offensive. Right. Going
1: to Maya, like, like, like we'll get to Maya, who I thought did really well, but I also think when...
0: Literally just did random Bad Girls Club character.
1: Yeah. And it's like... I, it's, it verged on a little, it, it reminded
0: me. Which is fine for her to do. It was,
1: it was giving me flashbacks to Drag Race UK a couple years ago when they told Jombers, just be a leprechaun.
0: And it's like, (laughs) it's
1: like, okay, sure.
0: And flash forward to her on UK versus the world this week where she comes out in literal (laughs) leprechaun, like four leaf clover bullshit. So stupid. But it's like, I, I. I think there was there should
1: have been a middle ground between going, like, offensive with this and having a little more... To me, because it was a little just tsunami as herself. Yeah. And that was more the issue. Uh, Then we had... Oh, we had Nymphia Wind as Jane Goodall, which...
0: Oh, Jane Badall.
1: I think they gave... I will say, I think they gave her credit in the critique later where it was just too cerebral. Yeah. Like, it was a little too, like... I I would have found it funny, probably, but because I like uncomfortable shit.
0: Well, the problem is not that it was uncomfortable. is that it took too long to get to the point. Like, the setup was too long, and yeah. the payoff wasn't big enough.
1: Like, at one point, RuPaul says something about, like, you know, I think she thinks she's on a different show. It's like, that's the joke, though. Like, I, th- I actually think that's what Nymphia was intending with the joke.
0: Right, but she should have been more heavy-handed with that. Right. Like she should have been something like we ru saying welcome to the snatch game and she's like this this isn't <laughs> this isn't a ted talk this isn't a ted talk or this isn't you know uh like something on the bbc or you know something yeah, yeah, yeah. you know she she should have played into that um, but it, it should have been bigger. It should have been a central part of her character. Right. Like confusion, things like that. And I,
1: I also worry that she kind of just
0: went with this because.
1: Banana. Banana. And I'm like, deviate
0: a little bit. Well, and, uh, <laughs> I did love when Rue kind of called her on that. When she was like, we wrote banana bag. And she goes, did you really write that? <laughs> I can't.
1: Um. Yeah. So next to her was Dawn as Megan McCain. Again, I, th- I think she probably did worse than like at the very least Morphine, who was in the bottom. Yeah. Later on. I think – I appreciate it as a connoisseur of Megan McCain. Right. I do agree that they she didn't go with the – like, she never said my father. Yeah. She never did the – like, she didn't really do, like, a screaming, like, sort of, like, you know, be like, I'm talking – like, that kind of, like, sort of – Yeah. But I also can see that that could get grating to a certain extent. Like, I think making more – like, making more jokes maybe about the view – would have yeah. been better. I love the, I did like the joke about when RuPaul was like, how's the view? And she goes, the view that's trauma. <laughs> I mean, she should have made a joke like, but I know, but also that should have been a recurring joke because that's the other like thing with Megan McCain being like, yes, my time on the view was most the, the most traumatic experience ever in my life. Cause that's literally what she does all the time. She's like, Seth Meyer gave me mild pushback in an interview and it ruined my entire life. <laughs> it's like that joke is hilarious to me. Like, you know,
0: yeah. There should have been a joke about. I think from, she could have made a joke about Maya from her angle, looking like Whoopi. Something like, like that. You know, something. You know, there there were jokes to be had, and I don't know if she gave them because we got so little of her.
1: Yeah, and she was definitely doing i thought it was fascinating the what she was trying to do with the joke about like have did you know i can do a 360 keg stand like sort of like i'm like the cool and she was she was also being like hey and she was playing with her tits a lot being like but i think it was like look i'm like a millennial gay icon queen or whatever but then pull, pulls up the cards like we all should be god-fearing americans and like right. that i think is like as a, Again, as a connoisseur of hating Meghan McCain, I appreciated that because that is sort of, like, the crux of who she is, which yeah. is, like, she wants to present as this, like, millennial, like, sort of, like, you know, in-touch, you know, trendy person while also being, like, a religious bigot. Like, right. that
0: is, like... That juxtaposition is wild.
1: I was like, I appreciate that, but that's not the funniest. <laughs> yeah. Um, going down, oh my god, so then we had Safira as James Brown. Who
0: utilized that power position. Holy shit, that was good.
1: Spoiler, this should have won. I agree. I I thought Safira did the best. I thought it was really great, like, you know, to sort of, like, she just felt so comfortable in the character. Mm-hmm. I love the play, playing off of Rue. Uh, get, Cause she gets up at one point and pe- they could see her feet. And apparently this is a big thing with Sofia that she keeps wearing character shoes. Michelle calls her out for it later on the runway. But, but Rue's like, those are the character shoes you wear last week. And, she goes, and he goes, what character shoe? I'm James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> My name is James Brown. And, and then they're <laughs>
0: You yeah, haven't seen me since nineteen sixty nine. Because <laughs> Rue
1: mentioned that in the in the workroom walkthroughs, it was like I went to the concert in nineteen sixty nine, and that cracked up Brew, and it was it was really smartly done, and yeah. just like yeah, I thought it should have won.
0: I completely agree
1: personally. Uh, then we had Plasma as uh, Patty Lapone, which I thought was good. I thought could have been towards the top. I thought we didn't see a lot of her. Mm,
0: I feel like. There was more potential than there was execution.
1: Yeah. I did like how she volleyed off of Morphine's joke for that one joke.
0: I, I agree. I liked that.
1: Yeah. Dawn says earlier in the workroom that she feels that, like, Plasma is now just sticking to her stick like, over and over again. I love that, like, Plasma was talked out of the ledge of that thinking, and now she's being successful. And Dawn's like, no, get it back in your head. <laughs> like, it's like... Yeah. yeah. But... I thought it did well, and I thought it was a good Patty Lapone and I thought uh, smart for for plasma, you know. Uh, then we had uh, Maya Iman-Lepage as Shaquita, who is the uh, cousin of Trina, uh, who I believe is on Love and Hip Hop. I'm sorry, I don't...
0: It's somebody in reality television. I
1: turned 30. <laughs> um, again, good, had great confidence, definitely seemed relaxed. Um, didn't overthink it. And yeah. I thought that was smart. Spoiler alert. She gets in the top later and I definitely think they were grading her on a curve to a certain extent.
0: Yeah. I, I thought it was good though. I thought it was, it was entertaining. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, morphine as, uh, Anna Delvey. I liked it. And and I think like it wasn't maybe big enough, but I thought she had fun jokes. Like when she was like rewriting the answer and then was covering the the uh, original answer with cash or whatever and trying to slip through Paul dollars. I thought it was fun.
0: I thought it was funny. I just didn't think it was big enough.
1: No, right. Yeah. She it
0: needed more energy. The accent more needs passion, to... more footwork. <laughs> more footwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: very that, um, yeah, and also just the accent needs to be bigger and more exaggerated. Because like when we get to plane, right? That whatever we think about plane, that was definitely more sort of like I'm making the accent part of the character and like like drilling it in. And so we'll talk about plane was Helena Karelusa, who I guess is this Russian, like. She's kind of from at least what they showed. She's said. like Russian
0: Gaga, basically, or
1: like Gaga mixed with like a little like Amanda Lepore,
0: a little bit. Well, I from what I can tell, Gaga has pulled a lot of inspiration look wise from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like the the glasses that Plain is wearing in the Snatch game are the same glasses from I think Love Game. Well, it's it's I think. Um, like f- the fame monster. Yeah. 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 It's like one of her el- album covers. Whatever's
1: the earliest, earliest. Yeah. The
0: album. Um, and I will say she, um, she actually commented on it. Oh, did she? She, she loved it. Oh, that's she great. She absolutely fucking loved it. And I congratulated her on the win. Yeah. Which, spoiler alert. Plane wins.
1: Plane wins. I think, well, yeah, we'll get, to I don't the- think
0: it was correct. I think Zafira should have won. I agree. But, but I do think it was a close second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely think it was a close second. The
1: jokes were fun. She leaned into the Russian thing. It was yeah. smart. It was one of the things where it's like, yes, Plane is still doing the same character, but
0: it's like, at least it was a smart But when choice. you do it well, like, why would you switch lanes? Yeah.
1: There's no reason to be that, like, yeah, quirky with it, you know? Uh, overall, I thought it. Good Snatch Game, even though there were... I don't think there's going to be any, like, memorable joke out of it, so to speak, but solid.
0: Yeah. I don't think anyone... Well, <laughs> there weren't any awful, awful bad no, ones. But, like, there were clear bottoms, but it wasn't like, like, you were so bad, you were offensive to the... Like, we have had those kind of Snatch Game performances before that was like, girl, what are you doing? Right. Um... But I nothing was that on this. Yeah, uh,
1: they return to the workroom the next day. <laughs> oh my god, tsunami and Safira talking in the mirror, and tsunami's like, "I don't think I flopped." And then like they pause, and she goes, "You think otherwise?" And Safira goes, "I think you're very optimistic, and I love that about you." <laughs> <laughs> Safira is great, and and we really get. I also wish they would have given given Safira the win because I feel like we got a full range. Mm-hmm. Of Safira. This felt like Safira's episode in many regards because we get like the fun moments like this, we get her great snatch game, and then we get sort of like the serious side of her. So, well, they're talking about like family members and stuff okay. like that. Like, and Plains mention, pl- mentions like she can't really go back to Russia right now, where some of her family is because of like the laws against gay people and, right. and all that stuff like that. And so she's missing them. Sofia kind of brings up her family life, and I guess her dad, who is her stepdad, but. but, mm-hmm. but she says, like, it was always that that was my father. Like, you know, yeah. um, basically he, she says he was the godfather of Texas MMA. Like, he was a trainer. So he was, like, a big, like, deal basically mm-hmm. in that regard. Um, and they had, like, this big falling out where they weren't speaking because he didn't approve of homosexuality um, and all that stuff. And, like, they were distant for a good period of time. Um, I, Safira basically says like, he told my mom, like the worst thing a father could hear about their child is that their, their son is gay. And she said to him, you have to get your priorities straight because the worst thing I can hear about my son is that he's dead. Yeah. And it's like, that's like, sometimes you need that wake up call and like, that's, you know, important. And it's, it's just really tragic. Cause like, they seem to have gotten into a better place. He had went to some of her drag shows. Like he seemed more supportive in that regard. And then he died of COVID. Yeah. Um, and Sophia talks about how like she had missed the call like right before he goes under the ventilator. And so like yeah, it's just really tragic and sad and definitely a different side of Sophia than we hadn't gotten to see this season. Yeah. Yeah. So uh in lighter news. It it really that was the saddest story this season, by the way. Oh, so yeah. it, it's just like, oh depressing. Back to the runway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh we go to the runway, uh Rue walks out. I like this RuPaul look even though which one was this one it was blue with like the shaped back hair she had like a really thin like
0: oh the the headband, headband thing but the headband was placed weird they always put her headbands there like i want the headband to be on the hairline well, I want the headband to be where, I don't know, a normal person wears a fucking headband. Yeah. She always wears them on her forehead. Forebed? Forebed. Her forehead. That no- was
1: a, No, that was a forebed.
0: <laughs> well, nobody wears four headbands bed. there. It was a four bed tractor trailer. <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, anyway, people wear headbands, you know... Back here, you know, across the top of their head. The problem is, is that Rue wants to start her hairline there. Right. <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah. Somebody called Delta.
1: <laughs> uh, Kira Sedgwick was the guest judge. I, I liked love her. her. I yeah. I don't. Uh, there's not like she's not like my favorite actress of all time. Not to say that she's bad. <laughs> like that. that I it...
0: I grew to love her during her time on the Closer. I oh, okay. I watched the Closer religiously. So, like, I am very aware of her, and um, her husband is Kevin Bacon. He's amazing. Like, he's in it fucking everything. The way
1: that, well, didn't, shouldn't Rue have made, like, a first-degree <laughs> joke A sixth-degree,
0: E. Yeah. Right.
1: Like, that, that was right there. Um, yeah. Uh, so, they go to the runway. Category is Dancing Queen. I thought this was an interesting theme for a runway, but I don't think it led to the Best results.
0: That is correct. <laughs> only
1: because, but only because, like, I think you can only do so much with it. Yeah. Like, I think that they were creative with some of their choices because I was like, what is it? Honestly, I would have preferred like a <laughs> Night of a Thousand Abbas. <laughs> if you're Honestly, do that. Yeah. But it was like you had to pick a dance and a costume.
0: This would have made a better design challenge than it would a runway look that you bring from home.
1: I agree. Like it's just you can't, and get, it has
0: to be assigned, right? Like you're getting salsa, you're getting tango, you're getting you know all of these other things. And
1: it will say it was more, I guess, about the presentation, right? Like like it was a lot of the queens, like when they came out, were like doing the presentation of the dance. And oh so, my god, plasma! Uh, like
0: well, plasma was like committed, like. But I think what everyone missed on this runway. Except for maybe Q um, and maybe one or two others. I don't want to make like a sweeping generalization. Yeah. But um, what most people missed was that, yes, it's a dance costume and you're referencing the dance. But this is still drag, mama. Yeah. Like you have to elevate this. This has to be over the top. You've never seen anything this fabulous before. Right. And nobody rose to that occasion. A lot of
1: people went more for realness.
0: Yes. That- and it's like, we don't do realness categories on Drag Race anymore. That's not a thing.
1: Yeah uh you mentioned q q was did the robot which was at least different. i thought
0: this was good she did an actual robot look
1: yeah and made sense because q's not a dancer as we've seen um and it was like i mean it was a good body because it's a bodysuit with like the sort of headpiece with like all the like tails on the end of it
0: and all the and all the like metal rivet pieces i thought was really great yeah so she made it to where she is a robot not necessarily that she's just doing the robot. Right. And I thought that, that is dragifying it, right? That is elevating <laughs> it to the next level. Yeah. Nobody else did that.
1: <laughs> uh, tsunami did salsa. I thought this was slightly underwhelming. I think it's a very beautiful outfit and it was clearly very expensive because that yes. beading is very expensive. But also, it looked like her share look but without the wings. I would have
0: come out as a bowl of salsa oh my god with giant chips and i that right sure you got to do something it has to be like random over the top like nobody expected this yeah that's what we want on drag race maybe not actually a bowl of salsa but you know what i mean like do something out of left field take it somewhere else that we didn't expect it to be
1: yeah i agree uh i like i really like nymphia's nymphia did japanese bouteau, which yes. is like a, which it was also smart because it's it allows you to do something a little more creative and structural and sort of you know stuff like that because it's more interpretive mm-hmm. the type of dance um i do like the people who are like it looked like she just got into a crafts or a michael's craft store and just like, like
0: rolled around <laughs> in the flower aisle yeah but the one thing that i love about uh Buteau is that like all the facial expressions are yes. so like like people who didn't understand it were like making fun of the facial expressions, but like when you understand that it's coming from a place of this is supposed to express anguish and like getting those deep, dark, difficult to deal with emotions out of your body right it becomes like this gorgeous. Expressive thing. Yeah.
1: And I didn't know anything about it, but mm-hmm. like I could, the way Nymphia sold it, like I got, I got what was the message out of it, right? Yeah. And the intention out of it. Um, Dawn did polka. I thought this was good. I thought this was a good twist for Dawn. Um, uh, and d- dragged it up enough. Like, yeah, I agree. It was verging a little bit on Renfair,
0: but, uh, it it was verging a little bit to me on TikTok clock, <laughs> like the you know the cuckoo clock.
1: Yeah, 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 TikTok
0: clock. But if she had come out there with a with a a uh, a cuckoo clock in her hands, yeah, and then like I don't know, did a reveal or something to I don't know, I, that would have been cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Saphira Cristal
1: did drag you Majorette, which I thought doing major, Majorette was a good twist. Mm-hmm. And like, again, bringing drag you into the conversation after what, like
0: 12 in a, years in a way that is not like rude. <laughs> Cause <laughs> last time it was brought up, it was a disaster. Yeah.
1: It's a, it was, there's more reverence for it. Um, yeah. And the performance that she actually gave was really good. Yeah. Um, you mentioned plasma plasma did tap, <laughs> but like, and she tapped her ass all down that runway.
0: But again, this is a, this is a great tap costume that you would see on Broadway. This is not drag.
1: No, it needs to be a little more.
0: It has to be elevated.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Morphine did flamenco. I thought that, I liked this look. Like, I think, mm-hmm. I literally was like, oh shit, there's still a white lining in the background yeah. and just read over for that. Mm-hmm. But like, I still think like it was really well executed and like you could tell she really, again, sold it in the actual performance on the runway and that. And Morphine, I just think, never looks bad. No. You know. Uh, oh my God. So Maya did a 90s hip hop when Carson <laughs> Kressley's Said it looks like ketchup and mustard had a baby and it was a pirate.
0: <laughs> Accurate. But also that just made me think of uh Paramore back in the day. Cause she used to have the ketchup and mustard hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haley Williams did. Mm-hmm. So that's what it made me think of. But it was
1: I mean, like I can see this as a nineties hip hop look.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It like and then somebody said, you know, who does this make you think of? This doesn't make you think of anybody and I'm like, really? Because it very, very much evokes Lil' Kim to me. Yeah. Very much evokes, like, like all of the 90s hip-hop girlies. Like, that's who this feels like. This feels like early Missy, not now. Like, an right. attitude. Not really in look, but an attitude. Like... I'm getting a lot of that. So, like, maybe you just don't know early 90s hip-hop. I yeah, don't know.
1: That's fair. And then finally we had Plain Jane uh, doing Latin Ballroom. I thought this was, again, looked really fucking expensive.
0: Like, mm-hmm. moved
1: very nicely. I do agree with Michelle's critique of, like, drag it further in terms yes. of the presentation.
0: Because this, again, is just a ballroom look. Yeah. Like, anyone on Dancing with the Stars would have won the award in this shit. So, like... Make it drag. Where is the drag?
1: And she played it a little more serious. Like, Michelle was also saying that. Yeah. To where it's like, it doesn't have to be, like, you know, so intensely serious in that. Um, so, Plane decides to not use her potion. Uh, so, I thought she was... So, did I... I think I told you about that theory that somebody had where it's, like... Mm-hmm.
0: Using it offensively?
1: Of offensively. Like, if you're wanting to win a challenge, so you knock the person out who is, like, the closest to you to win. I thought she could have done that here with... Sephira.
0: Sure. Um, You can also use it offensively if you want to make sure that somebody lip syncs.
1: Right, right, right.
0: You could use it against, say, somebody that's in the bottom two very clearly to make sure that the third person in the bottom is definitely lip syncing. Sure. And, like, there's a lot of ways to use this potion, and I'm... Really intrigued with how it'll end up getting played. I just
1: hope it lives up to the hype, right? Because the yeah. plane is going to be this, like, fire starter character. I want right. her to do something big in, in regards to it. Um, but she decides not to use it. The top are Sephira, Maya, and Plane. And the bottom are Tsunami, Nymphia, and Morphine. I, I thought Maya... Good that they gave Maya positive critiques. I'm glad that she heard them. But, like, I don't know if she should have been the top. And I don't think Morphine should have been in the bottom.
0: I am, uh, like you said, I, I'm I glad that uh, Maya got the top because it, it does give her the ability to hear, yes, you are moving in the direction we want you to move. Right. And honestly, I don't know who else would have been in the top. So I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with that.
1: That's fair. Um, like we mentioned, Plane Jane ends up winning. I think we're both in agreement that we thought it should have been Sephira.
0: Yeah, but Plane was a very close second, so, I mean, it could have been either.
1: Yeah, and then the bottom two were Tsunami and Morphine. I, unless it was definitely a case of, like, with Nymphia's runway look, they're like, you're safe. Like, I thought it should have been Nymphia and Tsunami.
0: Um, probably, yeah.
1: Because, I, I like, I thought Morphine did much better than they were giving her credit for, and... I think it was also, like, the, like, let's have the two friends lip sync. Yeah. It's, like, that's a little frustrating. It did lead to a great lip sync. I agree. Which is good. So they lip sync to I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. Great song. Hard to fuck up this song, I feel. Like, if someone fucked up this lip sync song, I would be like, you should never be a drag queen again.
0: Honestly, if you can't... This should be the litmus test for if you're allowed to be a drag queen. Yeah. You have to lip sync to this song. If you can't do it, you don't get to do drag. And that's Throw out your makeup throw away your ball gowns, no more.
1: And that's just in terms of, like, memorizing all, memorizing all the lyrics, but it's, like, this vibe of the song allows so much. Oh, yeah. Like, if you can't have rhythm and just, like, sort of feel the emotion of a song like this song, you're crazy. Yeah. Um, But they do a really good job. They played a lot with each other. Like, they kissed at one point. Yeah. Like, they, they definitely try to, you know, lean into the friendship aspect. I thought that it could have been a double. Mm, I don't think morphine. Like I, I don't I, think
0: that either of them did well enough for it. To me, a double chante, you have to. Both people have to blow it so far out of the water right. that it's undeniable. To me, this is, didn't rise to that occasion. Sure,
1: I'm just saying we've seen it before, where it definitely oh didn't do sure, that. and they were like, let's keep them both. But like I think, but also it's like. I mean, tsunami's been safe the entire competition for like eight weeks and then like gets sent home. Yeah. So it's like what more is she gonna do necessarily? Yeah. Unfortunately. Um Morphine ends up winning and tsunami goes home. Just I, I loved her. I thought she brought great fashion. I thought she had good personality in the workroom. Like I think on a different season or maybe an all stars. Yeah, really well.
0: Well, and that's part of the frustration with this season and a lot of the most recent seasons is that there's really no boogers No. And so like a lot of times people that would be safe or even like top safe are now in the bottom because the quality has increased so dramatically over the years. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like where you you've got people going home that probably shouldn't have even been at the bottom yeah
1: i I agree, um, but yeah, loved tsunami, thought she was fantastic, uh we're down to eight, uh, so we're getting i mean it's getting close, yeah, like, the season that feels like it's going by pretty fast, so yeah, um, yeah, so we're gonna take a quick commercial break now, and when we come back, we're talking the newest episode of the traders, don't go anywhere. Do you want something new to put on your reading list? Are you feeling your holiday spirit grow while also being astutely politically
0: in tune? Then you'll want to pick up The Santa Strike, a new book by Shanna Hamaker.
1: While home in Midland, Texas, on a weekend visit with the eccentric uncle who raised him, Marion Wachloski, otherwise known as Mary, discovers a long-forgotten letter Uncle Joe wrote to Santa Claus. Mary keeps it to share with his girlfriend Lindsay and his best friend Tommy, At first, they consider the letter to be nothing more than a silly lark. What kind of grown man would write a letter to Santa? But soon, Mary and Lindsay find themselves caught in a much larger mystery concerning many, many more letters to Santa, all surrounding the crisis of gun violence in America.
0: You can order The Santa Strike now on Amazon, available both on Kindle and in paperback.
1: Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at sidekickmediaservices.com
0: Welcome back to Again is MB. Let's head over to the Scottish Highlands where a new trader, dons Sir Cloak, and the housewife and the bachelor finally have the showdown we've all been waiting for on the traders. The traders for this week,
1: like you mentioned, I feel like we're seemingly coming towards the tail end. And yeah. like, you know, I think this has been a very... Good season, like, I mean, amazing drama, amazing, uh-huh. like, all the roundtables are great. Like, I think we said in the offset, like, the formula of this show is so perfect, right? Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to, like, think about this season, like, five years from now.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: I, I find the gameplay element to be so fascinating in terms of, um not to spoil, like, towards the end, we do leave on a cliffhanger. But it's, like, it's not looking great for Phaedra.
0: Yeah, right but now. it's not looking great for Peter either because they're neck and neck on this cliffhanger, right?
1: Like, sport, like the best one coming out of this seems to be Kate. Yeah, in terms of everything, but it's. I think we were saying like maybe last week or the week before how quick like the traders are getting out in in sort of like quick succession and sort of like there's not a lot of like veering off of the consensus for the most part. Yeah, like like you know the 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 track is more on the right pace than it was like last season. So I find it interesting to see like how that's gonna like be looked at down the line because people have been like well, I think that was maybe one of the critique of traders after the first season, which was like, how is this game too difficult to play if you're faithful, right? And clearly not. Like if you get a good rhythm about it, you can get traders up pretty quickly.
0: I do think that part of the reason that it was easy was that Dan was too obvious of a pick, yeah. And production shouldn't have picked him.
1: And uh, and there's a lot of people who think Dan basically screwed poverty and Phaedrus. Oh yeah, with that move towards the end.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like he signed their death warrant. Yeah, he's the one that pointed both of them out to everyone else. And so I mean, and to be fair, like Larsa had, um targeted Parvati at the very beginning, but Parvati wasn't a traitor then. Sure, So it was just bullshit.
1: And it's hard to say. I would love to see, like, I don't think we've ever really seen a case of when the the track has been, like, when they've, like, sort of, like, got their attention on someone who they think is a traitor, how they pull themselves out of it, right? I don't think we've really seen, like, a sustained case where it's, like, if they're on to who the traitor is, the traitor can get them off their path completely, right? Yeah. With In, in the case of Cherie last season, like, she went undetected the whole season.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's... The thing is, is that last season, the gameplay by the traitors was better. Yes. And this season, the gameplay by the faithfuls is better. But that's because all of these... They've had all of these game players, you know, on the season. All of these are reality stars. As in last season, half of them were just regular citizens.
1: Yeah. I wonder how much the game would have shifted if Peter would have accepted Poverty's offer. Oh, yeah. Like, I think it would have been very different in terms of, like, like seeing Peter in that... Because Peter is very crafty. Don't get me wrong. But it's weird seeing... And CT notes it later. Like, it's very weird seeing the craftiness as a faithful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's works well. But if you don't have a crafty enough trader to make those... Like, Dan, as much as I, like, think he played poorly, you needed somebody like a Dan Yeah, with Dan's mindset to go against Peter because they had similar mindsets.
0: Right. The problem was that Dan went into it with an ego... And wasn't actually thinking about the ramifications of his actions, right? Um, and how it was exposing both him and everyone else in the in the turret.
1: Before we get into the episode, because I noted it in, in my notes uh, when we were watching the episode, can you tell them about your amazing idea that you had for a season of the traders? Do you remember what you meant? What you told me?
0: Uh, it's fine if no, you don't. I don't. So
1: you had suggested that what would happen. If they do a season of the traders, they do the first round table at the beginning when Alan selects the traders.
0: Oh yes, and, and they, there's no one's a trader. They don't select anybody. Production kills people off just randomly the out question, of a
1: the hat. The, well, yeah, is it going to be like random out of the hat or maybe maybe you do something with the competition where someone like
0: they determine who like whoever does this in the competition gets killed gets killed You know, and they have that, you know, something where it's like randomly like...
1: So they have no... So everyone is thinking there are traitors when there are none.
0: When there are none. And I also would like them to do a season of the traitors where the audience does not know who the traitors are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to be able to play the game. You know, also I just had the idea, you know how they have all of those like VR headsets now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How awesome would it be to have an immersive game of this where you get to go in and play oh, the traitors.
1: The idea that this wouldn't eventually be a video game by the way is just generally is wild to me.
0: Could you imagine Donning one of those VR headsets and getting to explore this castle and walk in and eavesdrop on on conversations that are happening. Maybe you can even get a group of 20 people together and literally play this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get rid of the challenges. Fuck the challenges. Like, give me the ability to go in here and have a round table and argue with people and point fingers and, like, become a traitor, maybe. You know, like, wild. I I want that so bad. That would be so much fun. I agree.
1: Um, So we start the episode, and Kate is in the cage, uh, in the dungeon. Right. And Phaedra walks up to her, reveals her cloak, reveals herself. Kate just going... You sly fox, and Pha- <laughs> Phaedra goes, "Hello, Kate!" And like again, the acting job that Phaedra does as the traitor is fantastic. She, oh God, she is like, I am get- I-, I got my BAFTA, I got like. Well,
0: what's hilarious though is, like in the last episode when she's talking to Alan in the turret it looks like her wig is shifted cause that <laughs> that bang is so far over her eye yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's like having to twist her head and like make these face. it's like how are you getting around that bang like her like she had to put on so many characters just to get around this bang that's clearly in the wrong spot she
1: should have pulled a dorit and just clipped it
0: <laughs> we'll get, no. or 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 pull a uh, pull a karen and just shift it yeah yeah stay. yeah <laughs> um so phaedra gives her tells or, or Sheree. i didn't pull your wig i just shifted it
1: <laughs> <laughs> just shift it a little bit um phaedra gives her the offer either you join me as a traitor you die essentially she goes so what is your answer? And there's like the big, almost like wide eyes, like, mm? like, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, of course, Kate accepts. Like, you don't, I don't see, again, I think we said last week, it'd be crazy for anyone to not accept that because it's like, then you're just eliminating yourself from the game. Um, And so, Kate, but Kate's excited to be a trader. She's like, it might be fun. You know, she's, she, she did say when she came into the game that she was hoping to get the trader, right, know, option. So. Yeah, I, I think Kate, it's going to be fascinating whether or not Phaedra stays next week, like how Kate's going to sort of maneuver.
0: Well, and again, it's like Sandra, Sandra, like I'm now pronouncing it wrong, like other people on the show are. <laughs> it's like Sandra said, if you get a new trader in the mix, you start over. Yeah. Like the game starts over because you have no clues. You have nothing to work from.
1: Right. And so, and we'll yeah, we'll get to the round table later where it's like, I think that's in the back of Sandra's mind to a certain extent. Yeah. Um. They return to the turret. I so they get so I misinterpreted. They still get to do a kill. Yeah. So uh, Phaedra is like briefing Kate on everything. She's like, "Who was recruited?" And she goes, "Poverty." And Kate goes, "So you started with Dan?" And Phaedra goes, "It was like eating dry Melba toast with no butter, <laughs> no jam, no <laughs> nothing." <laughs> Just dragging Dan's ass, like <laughs> she's. I know, but I, I think that's so fascinating that Phaedra's like, I mean, it was just so dry and boring, like being with like Dan. I wanted to do like fun shit. I wanted to like Phaedra. I think wanted to be much more rogue. maniacal. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the Phaedra then goes, "So what's So what's our our strategy going forward?" And Caitlin Confessor goes, "You don't have a plan? I just got here. Like what? <laughs> but like I." Kate, I don't know if it was just Kate being overly conscious of everything, which she will get to. She is to a certain extent. But I feel like she was really hounding Phaedra in terms of her skills for the most part. Mm-hmm. I don't think Phaedra has bad... Sk- I think she has an, maybe an element to her that's not the most great in terms of a traitor. But I think, like... Again, I think a lot of it came down to the whole dance stuff. Yeah. Like, more than anything.
0: I think... Phaedra and Parvati would have been completely undetected if it weren't for Dan.
1: Yeah. Um, they're going through everyone that they think they could kill. Kate basically says Kevin's annoying. So <laughs> and After that, Phaedra's like, yeah, after the whole eye twitch thing, I <laughs> wanted to like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, they throw out Peter. She, Kate says, Peter puts the dick in dictator. All the bullshit that he pulled tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I I am sad that we're not getting this duo longer, right? Yeah. You know, that's sad. Um, and then, but Faye just like, well, Peter might have a shield. Like, I might be worried about that because he's constantly going for the shield and challenges. Mm-hmm. We don't know who has it. And then Kate goes, what about Trishel? And I'm like,
0: oh, no. like She does have the shield. Don't do that. Get
1: off that realm. Um, I wish... In retrospect, do you think it would have been arguably better? Maybe it would have been the same result. I don't know. Arguably better if they killed Peter. Maybe. Because at a certain point, they leave out. They're like, we can't take out Peter. And I understand why you wouldn't take out Peter. Because it's that whole thing of, like, anyone that could be suspicious, you want to keep on the round tables. Right. You know, as shields in that regard. You want to kill people that aren't as susceptible. But, like, I also think if Peter wasn't there and to negotiate, right, and to sort of, like, do the strategizing element that we see, maybe it could have gone differently.
0: Well, and the thing is, is that Peter keeps acting like, oh, I'm going to get killed next because, you know, they're, they're tired of hearing me talk. But it's like that... In itself, is almost like a shield because nobody wants to be that obvious with a, with a murder choice. Right. So it's like, at a certain point, he's creating his own shield, and I don't know if he's actually realized that, that he's kind of unkillable.
1: He He's saying whenever they go into the breakfast being like, oh my god, I didn't think I was going to come back. It's like, that, I don't see why you're thinking that. Like, for the reasons that you just said. Like you are kind of in a place where it's like, it doesn't make that much sense to kill you.
0: But well, and that's the thing, like in a game like this, the paranoia sets in, right? Because it's like, where, when do you kill somebody? Do you kill someone because it's too obvious? And if you do that, then there's no way that a traitor would actually do that. Right. Or do you kill someone who is not related at all because you don't want it to be too obvious so i mean it's like there's there's this balancing game right
1: yeah i think there would have been a a possibility to kill peter if they could have come up with a way to push it on someone else in the like put like pinned pin it on trish or something right like if they couldn't have come up with that idea i understand not killing peter because then it like you're all, it would be only down to Phaedra yeah. and, like, Kate, which it's, like, you don't really want as, like, suspects. So, like...
0: Honestly, I think better than Peter, because Peter talks loud, but he's actually not that great at making arguments. Maybe it would be... John is the better one to take out.
1: Well, yeah. Maybe it may in retrospect. Like, John was definitely a tighter ally that was a little more clear-headed.
0: John is very good at swaying people at the round tables. Yeah.
1: And Kevin, we did see, was kind of trepidatious of Peter. Yeah. Because, spoiler alert, they kill Kevin. But it's like, the, he was kind of trepidatious of Peter after the whole poverty thing. So, like, wouldn't it have been better to sort of have him, like, sort of maybe flip on Peter and make the argument against him? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, So, also, when they're discussing the show, I cracked up so much for you going, oh, my God, throw your notebook away with your little funny hats. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you had the same beret on last episode, Phaedra. You can't talk. Um, uh, so basically, they're between Trishell and Kevin. So we go to breakfast the next morning. Kate and Sandra are the first two in. Kate is freaking the fuck out in the confessional. She's like, I'm not ready for this. Like, I'm not a good liar. <laughs> like, Then why did you want to be a traitor? Yeah, it's so crazy. She, like, at a certain point, MJ comes in and she goes, are you good? And Kate goes, pardon? And MJ goes, there's like... Something amiss with you. And she goes, Yeah, I'm good. MJ goes, I don't know. It's just like the light in Kate's face is not totally there. She's vocalizing this like outwardly and, and Kate and Eric's like, Shut up, MJ. Oh,
0: jeez. And
1: over she goes, I gotta get my shit together. I'm a faithful Peter's a traitor. I'm a faithful Peter's a
0: traitor. A faithful... <laughs> <laughs> it's like I said, I've said it millions of times at this point. You are only a traitor in the turret. Once you are amongst the faithful, you are a faithful. Leave it up there, because it doesn't fucking matter out here.
1: Kate is saying, this is why I don't smoke marijuana. I get paranoid. I think everything I say is wrong. Like, pass the eggs. And I'm like, did I say that as a traitor or a faithful? (laughs) (laughs) And then she goes, if I'm still faithful, would I be eating the salmon? (laughs) (laughs) I love... Kate coming back was the smartest fucking move, because these confessionals are golden. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, And also MJ, like, just I... I feel like MJ is like the underrated star. I mean sport like when we will get to the end the fact that she's seemingly the deciding vote in terms of like how yeah. things happen but like she like her like peering into conversations she'll be a little vocal at time. like she throws out like thoughts yeah here and there in a way that I appreciate right like yeah. I I yeah I I even though she might not fully be on the right path like i think she's playing the game yeah um ct is well everyone's kind of suspicious of peter before peter comes in about everything with the poverty stuff and and P- ct's like kate i think you convinced me like with what you were saying at the round table and all that he says as a confessional he doesn't listen to anybody else and he's not consistent like the smoke and mirrors the parlor tricks the booby traps <laughs> <laughs> CT that like, gets caught in this loop about the parlor tricks and the booby traps like throughout the fucking episode,
0: Peter. Oh, CT.
1: CT, you, I, CT, broke my heart at the end, but we'll get to it. It's fine. It's fine. Um. So, uh, Peter, uh, at, at one point is in and asks Phaedra like who she thinks it is, and Phaedra goes like, I, like I don't know. Phaedra, the one. This is where I will critique Phaedra. Phaedra, it gets brought up at the round table. She rides sort of the Dan line again of just like, you're not throwing out enough of a name. She does it a little bit with Peter later, like in moments, but I think like you gotta be like, there is a point to where it's like, if you are a faithful, you have to have a target.
0: Right. Well, and, and that's so, what I'm saying. Like you're only a traitor in the turret. So why would you not be out here in the, why are you thinking about being a traitor? When you were amongst the faithful, when you were amongst the faithful, you need to be looking at those faithful, trying to figure out who could be a traitor. Right. Forget about who you just killed. That doesn't fucking matter. Right now, you need to be figuring out who the traitors are because that's what faithfuls are doing.
1: Yeah. I,
0: yeah. Like, play the game as a faithful.
1: Um, Trichelle is the last one to enter, so it's revealed that they killed Kevin, and Trishell tells everyone she had the shield. She goes, but, I mean, only a few people knew that I had the shield, which is interesting, which I don't know if that was, like, I don't think she told Phaedra or Kate. I think she just told her alliance, right? It
0: was literally, as far as I know, it was just Peter. Right. Because Peter was with her in the tunnel when she got it.
1: Yeah, so it's
0: like, I, I didn't know if that... CT might have known.
1: Yeah, I feel like they were, because they do have a moment, so... Alan tells them, like, to get ready for the mission. They disperse and all that stuff. Uh, Trishel, CT, and Phaedra go into the kitchen to sort of strategize. And it seems like CT and Phaedra are trying to, like, possibly see if they can flip Trishel. Like, or at least put some doubt in her mind about Peter. Uh, Phaedra's like, every, you know, traitor that we found out, he's had some dealing with at some point. Like, I think she... She does a good job of trying to flip this argument about, like, Peter's involvement with Dan, with poverty. because mm. I, And the fact—I think she knows that that's going to be used against her later about what John brings up about, like, the fact that both when they went home, they went after you. So, yeah. you know, there has to be a pattern there. Oh, my God. The way that Trishelle goes— I mean, like, trying to explain, like, the poverty thing, right? Because that's, like, CT's sticking point. She goes, I mean, Peter didn't want to get murdered. So maybe that's why he was, like, picking a fight with poverty, basically. And the way CT and Phaja simultaneously go, <laughs> like, <laughs> as a couple. Like, yeah, again, castle daddy, why do you do her so wrong at the end? You were uh, meant to be together. Uh, I mean, come on. Um, So Trishel then pulls John aside and then eventually pulls Peter. And so they are starting to realize, like, this is also a numbers game at this point. Like, the Bravo people and, like, that group, like, seem to... Like, people outside of our alliance, essentially. Like, if they take one of us out, like, we're getting picked off from here on out. So we need to sort of, like... And with Kevin gone, like, we need numbers at this point.
0: So there's only four peter pals left yes
1: and so they're like we have to save we have well, no only th-
0: there's peter trichelle john. john
1: that's it it's only those
0: three. Oh, of right because bergie has gone too burgie
1: has gone too and so they're thinking like if we can flip two people right it would be sandra and ct hopefully like that's how they need to sort of operate Peter tries to start with this by pulling CT into the pool room. And the way Peter goes, did I ask, you know, did I ask you like where you were leaning with your vote? And CT goes, honestly, you. (laughs) And Peter's like, what the fuck? Like, it it definitely felt like Broco. Like, what the fuck? Like, CT, this one, I at least like, he got convinced off of Peter later. But at least at this point, he's like, okay, you're on i mean you're not on the right track because peter's a faithful you're on the track i want you to be
0: on right
1: basically because i don't want phaedra to go home he's like i just don't believe anything you say man like the parlor tricks the booby traps can reemphasize that more peter's like dude that's my strategy he's like we have four wins we've taken out two traders like we did the shield block like that you know there's four wins that have come from this why are you mad about well, that? that's three Yeah, I forgot what he cites. He makes the point to say four. I think he goes on a longer tirade. Yeah. But he's like, dude, I'm, like, pulling in wins for us. I'm taking out traitors. Peter, I think, as much as he annoys the fuck out of me at this point, he does have the argument on his side. Like, why am I, like, I'm knocking out traitors like crazy. I'm doing everything in which to sort of, like, execute for us as the faithfuls. He doesn't, I, I don't like the way he presents himself as, like, I am the leader of the faithfuls, and I am, like, you know, guiding you guys to like, sort like, cause I'm doing it for you. Cause I love you guys. It's like,
0: but that also I, that the argument, love. like the traders have to get each other out at the end too. Right. The, they're not like loyal to each other. Sure. Do you so like, well, do you think Faj- the argument could be made? You want to stand alone at the end so that you where you are the only trader left.
1: Yeah. Do you think Phaedra and Kate, if they make it to the end would cut each other?
0: I think Phaedra would. I don't know if Kate would. Yeah.
1: I yeah, I don't think so. Like I think like it it depends. It depends on how close that connection seemingly is.
0: But I number one, I don't think at this point that Phaedra will get all the way to the end. Um and number two, I think if Phaedra were to turn on Kate at the end, it would be more to her detriment than to her benefit. I
1: agree completely. Yeah. Um, So they head out to their mission at this church, and basically the challenge is there is a big sort of stand or whatever with nine different plate glass, like, sort of, like, rectangular Mm -hmm. windows with people's names on it. So Uh it's all the contestants' names on it. Their goal is to basically use this arrow, like, sharpshooter, like...
0: What was the challenge they had in this church last season?
1: Oh, it was... uh, Like...
0: Matching descriptions with people or something. Yeah, it's like everyone
1: was in like masks or something like that, and they had to like, yeah. yeah, something to that effect. This one I thought was, I mean, it was definitely more challenging than I thought when I first heard. I was like, oh, that's not that bad. But like, so basically, they have to shoot from this arrow thing to break through.
0: Yeah, it's a mounted crossbow.
1: Yeah, break through everybody's plate glasses if they miss at any point. So they start with twenty five hundred dollars in the in thousand twenty five thousand. Excuse me. Um, in terms of what they can win. But every time they miss a shot, they lose $250 from that. Right. And so the goal is to basically take out all, or almost all of the windows. Whoever is left in the windows gets a shield. Right. So that you have to strategize. You could strategize in that regard as well, if you're somebody who wants to like, make sure somebody doesn't get a shield. Um, they don't seemingly... To, I mean, Phaedra has it in the back of her mind, but I don't think she really was... Stra- I, that's the other frustration with this. I don't think she was strategizing that much in terms she of wasn't. what plate she was taking out. The thing out.
0: Is, is that it was logical to get rid of Trishel's glass. It's just that Trishel got salty about it well, and decided to raise a stink.
1: I understand what the, So basically, they they keep missing. It. Like, there's, yeah. there's, like, what feels like 50 shots or whatever. Maybe yeah. that's over it. But, like, where they just keep missing. They then start to figure out that it's easier to move it left to right than sort of, like, go all over the place or whatever. So if they, they, can, if they get it, like, in one row, they're gonna go up or whatever and then, like, move over, etc. It gets to a point, essentially... Where there's three names in the top row. And then Trishel's name is on her own in the bottom right. Right. And they're going, I think it was CT's name in the top Mm -hmm. left. They keep going after CT's name and it's just not hitting. Like consistently. So they're like, okay, like maybe we should change it up. Sandra whispers to Phaedra, maybe go for Trishel's. Right. I understand. Here's the thing: when CT breaks it, I understand the thought process of if we have settled, it's easier to go left to right than go left of my or go right of my name. Right. To go after, I think like John or whatever. So to go like from one corner to the other corner, it's going to take a little longer.
0: It's it, it's not actually in the way that crossbows work because well, that's what I confuse because it. the the bolt falls as it's going further but in order to get it to fall to where you want to hit you have to aim very strangely to hit the top row that's to hit the bottom row you actually aim more directly because it's not going to fall as far okay so it's much easier to hit the bottom row number two Phaedra could have easily gone it's clear I don't want CT to go anywhere so I didn't want to take a shot at his plate I shot at yours because I'd rather shoot at yours than at CT's. Right. That would have been an easy argument for Phaedra to make that she just missed. Yeah. But But it's just like, honestly, if I'm looking at a grid and I've got one person's over there by itself... I'm going to go get rid of that one because it's by itself.
1: Yeah. And I think here's my frustration is that they, I do feel like there was nothing in Phaedra's head about taking Trishel out. And that's yeah. more frustrating. It's, it, and it's, and it's not just Trishel that thinks that way. CT thinks it's weird as well. So there it's, there's a couple of suspicions. I mean, you're looking for clues in, right. in terms of that. My more frustration is that Sandra kind of doesn't cop to the fact that she was the one that told Phaedra this. Right, And that, part of me gets it because I feel like if that got, like at the round table, for example, if Sandra was like, I was the one that told Phaedra this, then the target goes on to Sandra possibly being a traitor. But it wouldn't. It would if they took, I mean, they would take out Phaedra. They they probably would still try to take out Phaedra at the round table. But once Phaedra gets taken out and revealed to be the traitor, who's the next person you think it would be? Sandra.
0: But then why? The But again, that's just that is paranoia talking sure but because like... at what point would a would a trader go no i it was me that co- brought up not even in the conversation right at no point would it make sense for a trader to pop their head up And take the heat off of somebody else. Yeah,
1: Unless to be, like, I'm going to get the stink off. Like, unless it was to be, like, I'm going to get the stink off Phaedra by saying, like, guys, you're reading too much into this whole glass thing. It is innocuous. It's clearly innocuous on her part because I suggested it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it it was at a point in the roundtable where Peter and Phaedra were. It was between them, right? And so, like, I think... And going back to like what Sandra had mentioned on Instagram, she knows, I think she knows Phaedra's a traitor. I think she just wants to keep her towards the end so that they don't flush her out and then they have to start from scratch. Yeah. And so like, I think that was in the back of, here's the thing. When we get to the voting layer, I think that was in the back of Sandra's mind the whole time. And that's why she voted the way that she did. I don't Sandra's think,
0: not fucking dumb.
1: I don't think she genuinely believes Peter's a traitor. Sandra.
0: Maybe.
1: I think she might be, maybe had suspicions or suspected him at points, but I think she's pretty sure Phaedra's the traitor. Possibly. Yeah.
0: I I think if that was the case, she would be more vocal about that in confessionals.
1: Yeah, that's, I guess, the confusing thing. Yeah. But,
0: but we don't know. Uh,
1: they return to the castle uh, after the... Well, they bank uh, $15,250. Um, and so, yeah, but CT is also... Think, like I said, it's not just Shishel. see he's also thinking this as well. So that's in the back of his head about this whole glass thing. Um, they return uh, to the castle and Phaedra in the kitchen going, dirty macaroni and cheese. What the heck is that? <laughs> the, I love the the side story of this season of the Traders, which is just Phaedra commenting about food.
0: <laughs> Honestly.
1: She is definitely food Keep on the She passed the
0: bold age. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Larry earlier in the breakfast, she's like, "Oh, that's is that smoked salmon? Oh, that's gonna be good. it's like every fucking other comment." It's but like,
0: are you eating the salmon like a traitor?
1: Sure. <laughs> she's like maybe if I'm eating enough, they won't think I'm you know <laughs> you know having a thirst for blood to murder people. I guess I don't know. Um. So John is thinking that they can sway Sandra and MJ possibly. Uh. So they're they're doing their best to sort of like have a John is much more. I I we'll get to at the roundtable. John is very. Intelligent. I mean, I'm not saying he's an unintelligent person, like, but just un- intelligent in terms of the game, right? You know, and I appreciated that. Um, Peter at one point pulls Phaedra to the side of a different room and seemingly does it so that the ladies in the kitchen, because it's all the Bravo ladies and Sandra together, to sort of like have Trishel come in to try to work on the ladies away from, like, yeah. getting Phaedra away from that, so to speak. And so Trishel is trying to convince them about. Like um, uh, Phaedra, and that that's how we should go towards. She makes a comment basically about like, here's the thing. I feel like you guys are so blinded, like that you're so like because you're the Bravo people, and you have this connection that you're just you know you're not going to listen to any like facts. Basically, MJ gets real offended by this. Oh yeah, she's like, oh that's not true. No, that's not true. I'm listening to everything. You know, don't think I'm just sort of you know playing in the background. I won. I mean, again, the fact that it comes down to MJ in the end right is this maybe i hope it's not her trying to prove that she's like an independent-minded person
0: (sighs) i i hope not too because i'm not done with phaedra yeah but you know it is what it is
1: and ct so ct and trishel are talking ct brings up to trishel even before trishel mentions it about the glass thing and then he also but he also notices. CT had noticed that Sandra had said it as well. So Sandra's kind of like a name he's also floating. And Trishell was very smart to say, I believe you with the Sandra thing, but I don't want to bring her up tonight. Which I thought was a very smart move because it was like, we there's no use in bringing her up.
0: Because it's just going to split votes.
1: It's just going to split votes. And if Sandra is by any means flippable, we need to have her open. Yeah. That's where I think, I mean let's just get to it. So at, at the round table, um, John starts things off at the round table and goes, and God, when John talks, it's just so quotable and fun. He goes, I want to say this is a pivotal moment for the game. Almost certainly a turning point after which there is no realistic prospect of turning back. And I do believe Phaedra, although you are a magnificent person that you are a trainer. And then just, he's great. And then cites like Dan and poverty, both naming mm-hmm. her, which was, you know, pretty on point. He then goes, I think it matters in this game to find and banish traitors. Your approach is to avoid error. You are a fly low fate, <laughs> like giving her nicknames too,
0: but also like, but she's an attorney. So that tracks with an attorney. Sure. You could say that. She goes, you
1: are noncommittal by day and fatal under the cover of darkness. Now is not the time to sit on the fence. And, and somewhere Karen Huger is like, what about a fence? <laughs> <laughs> you ride me. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan goes, you're a traitor and you should be banished until eternity. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow.
1: Like, what are you going to like? Oh, she can't come back for like an all-star season. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. But, so Phaedra, oh my, it's so good, because Phaedra is just sitting there and letting him do his, like, House of Commons, like, very, like, wordy rant or whatever. And then Phaedra just goes, well, I'm glad you're not God. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you speak very eloquently, and unfortunately, this is not Parliament. So you can bring it down a notch and just get to the point, and we would really appreciate it. I was like, this is... it." It's sort of the opposite of what Trishel was doing about, like, not going after Sandra, where it's like, oh, maybe just target Peter. But, like, I don't think John is flippable. Now, in retrospect. Right. Like, John's pretty, like, locked in with Peter.
0: Well, and I don't think it makes sense for her not to, right? Like, if she were to just go, no, I have to focus on Peter, it would look really weird for her to not clap back at that. Because that's Phaedra.
1: Yeah. That's her. That's That's her her brand. Yeah. He goes, or Phaedra goes, I am a faithful. And while you would love to protect Peter, what those two traitors who do, you dude so eloquently said that you banished had in common is both of them were in collusion with your bromance friend Peter. The whole time John and Trishaw were like shaking their head. I, I think it's partly because they're like so locked into this alliance. Yeah. But I also think they just throwing out a lot of things that some stick and some don't, right? right? She goes, so what does that really mean if you're such a traitor, Hunter? Why aren't you talking about that? And since you so eloquently defended him, he likes me so much now that he wants to work with me. Answer that. And she is lying a little bit to spin like the him pulling me into the room earlier was to like do what he did with poverty, which it's it's interesting to throw out a lie like that.
0: But. I didn't like this because it. It indicates her. It implicates her because it's going, It kind of defeats her own argument. Right. It's like, well, he keeps being friends with traitors. That's because he's a traitor. He's friends with me. I mean... um, He's trying to be friends with me or whatever. Right. Which doesn't make sense if he's a traitor and only friends with other traitors unless Phaedra is a traitor. Unless
1: he's... I mean, unless you're going to go super like third degree chess or whatever and say that... By pulling me into the room, he's trying to act as though I'm a he's traitor. He's trying to
0: frame me as a traitor. Yeah.
1: It's a little hard to play that third degree about it. Yeah. Peter goes, that's not true. I asked you to have a conversation tonight. And Phaedra goes, you have all these closed-door meetings. And Peter goes, there's nothing wrong in a game of traders to want to have private discussions because you never know who's listening to you. And Tr- says like, boo. Like, Triselle was such a Peter's hype man. He's like, <laughs> that part. Is- <laughs> but it, he is true on that. Peter does a good job here for the yeah. most part. Phaedra then goes... <laughs> And this was so beautiful. This is what we've been waiting for. And it's done so beautifully. Phaedra goes, you think that you can play all these tricks? Plant this here. Say, I'm a true faithful. What you might not have forgotten, Peter, is this is not The Bachelor. And I don't have to kiss your ass for a rose. And it's like, uh, line of the season. So good. Line of the fucking season. And then Phaedra goes, so I don't have to answer to you when you come to me saying, convince me that you're not a traitor. So that's where you got me messed up. (laughs) 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 But the way, uh, Peter, I thought was so lame here. This was giving like early, like, this was giving like Quentin vibes from last season. He goes... Mm. God, that makes me so angry. I don't want you to be a traitor, Phaedra. I just think that you are. Up until that point, I liked you. Until those, until those words that you just get... He's, like, stuttering. Like, he's so upset. He's so upset that Phaedra checked him in that moment of, like, just, like, you ain't tough shits. <laughs> 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 fucking big man over here. like Like, fucking crumbling. It was kind of sad. Like... So CT then jumps in. He literally takes his like sh- pa- or his uh, chalkboard or whatever, and maps out the glass <laughs> from the challenge. And basically, it's like, why? If we're here, would we? And we we're saying that we're going in sort of direct lines. Would we jump from here all the way to over here?
0: And that point is the perfect spot to go. CT, I didn't want to take you out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she should have done that. Actually. Yeah. I was saving you. I wanted you to get the shield. And honestly,
1: you're yes, that's exactly what she should have done. Both in the fact that it would sort of level with CT on a personal level and it would implicate CT in a way on
0: Honestly, yeah. You know
1: what I mean because it's like, yeah, like we've been so close. We've been like if you're thinking it's me or whatever, maybe he has more to do with it than you think. And his name's been thrown out a couple times. Yeah. So
0: it's like... But it it was mostly in the first half of the season. Right. So, like, to resurrect that suspicion now would have been really smart.
1: Yeah. Uh, Trishel basically lays out the whole thing about how she thinks that you wanted me to not get a shield because you just killed Kevin the night before or or whatever, and so I'm the next one to be killed in this sort of thing, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Sandra is saying that Peter wanting to say poverty set off alarm bells for her and that she just doesn't feel that it's trustworthy. Sheree then goes, Look, it did not make sense from where we were to then say poverty because you think that she's gonna give you some information. I was like, Is this the first time the whole fucking season we've seen Sheree talk strategy at the round table? Like, literally she I don't think she said word one at the round table. Other
0: than right after a vote going, I'm sick of y'all fucking this up. (laughs) Other than that, that,
1: she hasn't like thrown out a name. She hasn't like contributed to conversations once. First episode. Now she's vocal. Bitch, the game's almost done.
0: (laughs) He's like, remember me? I've been here the whole time. (laughs) Yeah,
1: really? Peter goes, Makes a great point. He goes, in order for the faithfuls to win, he, he makes the point that Sandra makes on Instagram. He goes, in order for the faithfuls to win, you need to get to the end with someone who you know is a traitor. No one is ending the game because they all know poverty is a traitor, which was a great way to spin that poverty conversation, I feel. yeah, Like, in terms of, like, guys, we were all tailed in on poverty. We all were in agreement that she was a traitor. Why not, and I didn't lose sight of that, but if we bring her towards the end of this thing, we can cut her as a traitor at the very end. Right. Like, I I thought Peter did a very, I, as much as I hate the motherfucker, and I hope that he, Phaedra doesn't go home, I think he does a good job at this round table. Yeah. Like and he, he does have the facts on our side in many way in in on his side in many ways. He also brings up the whole like shield game that he played. He goes, "Why would I have misfired on a murder to Bergy that alone proves that I can't that proves that I can't be a traitor."
0: Like it, it doesn't though because the plan was your plan.
1: So unless again, but again, it's like that's do that's playing three D chess.
0: But that's what a traitor is supposed to be doing, like if you made the plan to catch a traitor you can't possibly be the traitor sure it makes you like untargetable yeah for the whole fucking game in certain ways yeah yeah, yeah. um so they go into the
1: vote basically um they're going around the votes sandra votes for peter like i mentioned i think she knows fates is the traitor and i think she's doing what peter just laid out right yeah um they get to ct CT votes for Phaedra, and I was, like, my heart was crushed. I'm sorry. It really was. I get it, because he was, like, leading the whole, like, mirror thing or whatever. So, it was, like, I knew it was going to happen, but I was, like, fuck. But, like, so, Sandra, um, Phaedra, um, Kate, and Sheree all vote for Peter. Uh, Peter, Trishel, John, and CT all have votes for Phaedra. We're four to four divided. It is down to MJ. (laughs)
0: And then they end the episode. It's
1: like, and they literally see her flipping her thing, and we can't see it, and it ends the episode.
0: Wild. I, I, I'm i I'm really interested, because I can't tell which one. I can't tell. There were definitely moments they were
1: cutting to where it felt like she could have been swayed both directions. Right. And that makes it interesting. Of like, you know, I, I don't know what her thought process is. I, I, I wonder if, because she also does play a... MJ plays a little emotionally. Like we've seen mm-hmm. it throughout the season. So I wonder if like the loyalty to Phaedra is going to carry her throughout.
0: Maybe, you know but I, I mean? can also see her trying to go, no, I'm not loyal to Bravo people. And that's why I wrote down Phaedra. Right. So I, I don't know. I absolutely have no clue can't wait to find
1: out can't wait great episode traders uh like like we said possible finale upcoming so yeah uh it'll be interesting to see um we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then when we can come back we're talking the finale of married to medicine don't go anywhere
0: Support Survivors Know by shopping today at SurvivorsKnow.Threadless.com. That's SurvivorsKnow.Threadless.com.
1: Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at SidekickMediaServices.com.
0: Welcome back to A Gay and a Zimby. As the season comes to a close, let's head on down to Atlanta where the doctors throw a classy med gala and Toya argues that her wine is worth the price of admission on Married to Medicine.
1: Married to Medicine for this week, the finale. Uh, I, I still really like this season. I think I some people have been, like, iffy on the season overall because, I mean, I think it's, it was in a weird period with, like, the quad being there and leaving right. and sort of all that stuff. I love this last episode only because it, like was the great sort of like it to me it encompassed what i like about Married to medicine. Yes. Like camaraderie not and not camaraderie, but like connections between this group that seemed genuine and sort of like built on stakes. Yeah. So to speak and stupid drama. Uh-huh. We'll get to like Toya brought the stupid drama towards the end that i yes. really appreciated it. Yeah. Um yeah, it was a it was a fun episode and fun season overall, i think. Um, we start the episode, and we're just seeing quick... Fla- we, they do kind of rush towards through the end of this Hilton Head mm-hmm. trip. Like, we're just seeing them do different things. Like, some of them are doing yoga, basketball. They're going kayaking. Sweet T hits Greg in the head with... A, <laughs> the Ori goes, ow! <laughs> 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 Maybe we will get his voice straight. I don't know. Just hit him a couple... <laughs> whack him again!
0: <laughs> uh, he deserves getting whacked for no other... Yeah, for a lot of different reasons. Sure, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, we, but then the ladies are then all talking to the house, like before they go out to their dinner and they're discussing like stuff from like the night before Jackie asks and says like, so Alicia, like you never told us like the whole story about like that $150,000 that was like missing or whatever that camera brought up. Right. Mm-hmm. In the, in the couple's discussion sort of thing. And someone goes, we were going to have you back till he said all that stuff. <laughs> and I guess it is. I mean. I thought he was just pulling it out of his ass. Like, I thought that it was just, like, some... Like, oh, she spends, like, $150,000. But she's now kind of making it seem like it really was the case. I'm like, yeah, that's on you, Alicia. Like, I hate that I, like, support Kama at all in this, but...
0: But, like, again, if you have $150,000 that you can lose without a trace... Throw that my way. I got stuff I can do with that. You know, I got school debt. I got you know I could buy a house. Uh, We could. There's a lot of things we could do with $150,000. So if anybody out there has $150,000 just lying around that they can just spare and get rid of, and it doesn't really cause much more than a little bit of an argument. I have open pockets. Sure.
1: Alicia goes, look, I don't know, honestly. I mean, I might have been buying. St- I haven't been buying stuff for myself that much. It has to be for the kids. And they're like, what? <laughs> she goes, Simon Eric goes. $150,000 for the kids. I know you're lying to Kevin, but you don't have to lie to me,
0: girl. <laughs> I just, I, I honestly have no idea how that happens.
1: Yeah. That I think is, that's where I'm like, Alicia, you're probably lying here in terms of that. Yeah. Jackie tells her advice. She's like, always have your own account. So it's over there. Don't tell anybody. And like, so, I mean, that's probably, I w- normally I don't, No, I feel like if you trust your partner and you, I mean, and I think it's, we're different in the sense that we are nowhere in that same tax bracket. Right. Like we don't have like assets to fight over necessarily. In, yeah. in ter- like like you were alluding to, we just kinda had debt. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: Um, but like maybe it's diffi- more difficult when we you We have a
0: used car.
1: Sure. Um <laughs> uh, but like w- maybe it is more difficult sort of when that tax bracket where it is like, yes, like this is my money and this is the joint money and right. like, sort of having that delineation. But I don't think I I call me naive, but I'm like if you trust your partner enough yeah. and you're honest enough with your finances mm-hmm. To me, like, and and if you don't, and if you spend on yourself within reason. Right.
0: Like. Yeah, like, I don't know. I just, that is some rich people problems. Yeah. But I also think that it's important for women to protect themselves and make sure that they are set up for being able to securely walk away from a marriage if they need to correct and i think that that is something that is and alicia you might need to uh, honestly no that's me that's (laughs) get rid of that man sure although you don't seem to be much better than him so we'll talk
1: i like her way more than Kama. i i
0: I like her more than him but their views are more aligned than i would like
1: she just needs to get untrained
0: I guess. Deprogrammed Uh, is more like it.
1: Yeah. Heavenly, uh, as only Heavenly can, with the deftest of hand. In her confessional, she goes, you need to know where the money going, honey. Ain't that what they do in Nigeria? African men have whole other families. You already said you don't suck no dick, so somebody's sucking it, and some money's been spent for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Heavenly. Well, maybe she's not the one that spent the $150,000 and don't know where it went. Uh,
1: Heavenly needs to, like, calm down on the accusations. We we won't even talk about social media uh, this past week and like dropping a certain P word against Dr. G and like, and, and the way on her live stream, she's like, I'm sorry for saying that P word, but just like, don't come from, don't come from me. or don't come from my man. I'll tell the truth about you.
0: I'm just, I am. It is wild. How, what was the word that Andy used to describe Candace? On social media. A
1: disaster.
0: And he's never used that word for Heavenly? I know, right? Heavenly has been a nightmare on social media for uh, the entire time that she's been on this show.
1: And honestly, Candace is not that big of a disaster on social media.
0: Like. She she just live tweets.
1: She does. I mean, here's the thing. She uses social media for what it's designed to do I would right. argue and, and you could say that th- that design is not good but
0: I, look I think that if you were on a reality television show you should be able to use your social media as a secondary confessional yeah that you get to then live tweet from with commentary of what you were thinking at the time right I, and that's how Candace uses it
1: i think so. i think bravo and Other reality production companies hate that. I think they hate living in the age of social media. Well, sure. Yeah. (laughs) I think, but I think they hate living in that age of social media where it's like, you know, you have a voice beyond like, you know, what's defined on this 43 minute
0: show every week, you know? Well, and also not just what's defined on this 43 minute show, but it's beyond your ability to edit. Right. It is within my hands to edit my voice. Yeah. Like, that's why i really appreciate social media especially in the in the realm of housewives where you get to really hear their unfiltered thoughts on something yeah
1: i agree Heavenly t- says to them, I really enjoyed, jo- enjoyed Dr. Alicia. My husband thinks exactly like that. I don't know, which I was like, oh God, don't throw Damon on the bus. She goes, I don't know if he trained me up like that, but I feel the same way that she does that, you know, that's my king. You know, I fabricate, you know, for the greater good of the relationship. Also, you're too honest, bitch. You can't be that honest. You need to separate, you know, that he don't know the f- things that he don't know the fuck about just for the thing, you know, to go quiet. Basically, like, basically like... <laughs> Yes, like Kemma is like Damon, but also I hide shit from Damon. So hide shit from Kemma. It's like that's not the message, Heavenly, that that's you think it is. That's not a
0: healthy relationship. <laughs>
1: Honestly. And also you you realize you're mic'd up in front of a camera saying that.
0: Damon don't watch this show.
1: Oh god, yeah. No, it's just more stuff that he has to like defend at the end of the day. Honestly. Um, the lady, and then they're joking with Alicia, like you need to get someone else to iron if you are just not feeling it because you, and just have them leave whenever, before he gets home, uh, fucking, uh, Jackie's like, cook some, have them cook something and then put it in the pot. Like you cooked it uh-huh. like and like, and Alicia, I, and at like, Oh yeah, I'll do that. Cause I, I, that's why I like Alicia where it's just like, yeah, I don't think she like, whether any of the viewpoints are sticking to her at the end of the day, I do think she has a. Also, a, something sticking into her that's saying, I need to not lose myself completely. And if you have that.
0: Fine. Sure. Yeah. There is some self preservation still there.
1: Yeah. Um, they get ready for uh, the dinner. Uh, And uh, they're doing a dinner and they're doing like a disco party because it's the 10th anniversary and they're all wearing aluminum, quote unquote, which also aluminum, terrible metal for a 10th anniversary.
0: Yeah, but apparently that's what it is. Yeah. Um, I'll buy you a can of Coke on our 10th
1: year. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, Simone tells them about how they've had many highs and lows over the 10 years, but they've all come together to support one another. And when they did the compilation of everything, it's like, God damn this show. It's so like... It, I mean, especially, like, the really poignant moments between yeah. everyone. and it, But also, I love that they would flash it with that. And then, like, Simone yelling at Toya at the Halloween party with, like, the golf ball in her head. <laughs> and, like, just, like, stupid fucking moments like that. It's like... I do... I mean, I don't know what they can and can't show. I felt bad that they cut a good... I mean, they don't show Mariah a lot. No. And it, 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 it... Similar in the way that it felt sad when they did that reuniting on Atlanta with all, like, the OGs. Like, I was yeah. like... You know, it sucks that the whole OGs can't be together. They keep, like, you know, they keep linking Heavenly, even though she came in season two. of just, like, we're part of the OGs. Even though she did appear on one episode of season one.
0: So, technically, she's been there since season one.
1: Yeah. She was there at the party when Mariah and Toy beat each other's ass. (laughs) But, like, so, but it was, like... I don't know. I call me, you know, delusional, but I hope that they could maybe get to a place where Mariah makes her way back. You know,
0: I, I don't know that Mariah will ever be back on married to medicine. I think she would be a better pick for Atlanta at this point. Probably put her on real housewives. She would be so fucking great over there. Yeah.
1: Um, Jackie tells them, look, had it not been for this group, I don't think either of us would still be married talking about her and Simone, mm-hmm. they, how they both kind of like pulled them out of that. And then she talks about how the trip has brought closure to that thing that mm-hmm. happened, you know, even with all the hullabaloo around it. And then Jackie just says, good people make bad decisions. I think I, love, I feel like Curtis's look on his face is like, okay, can we stop talking about this right now? <laughs> can we leave this dead forever? It's like, sir, sure, it was on television. It's never yeah. going to die.
0: Nope. Mm-mm.
1: um, Simone also thanks Greg for uh showing up and trusting them to not bring any harm on this trip with like the quad stuff and all that um so they kind of bond in that regard
0: which can we discuss how weird it is that this group has continued to embrace Greg, yeah. After everything that went down, like Quad is not the perfect person. As much as she, and yeah. she was not a great friend to some of these ladies. But yeah, Jean was abusive.
1: Yeah, and as much as Quad presents later that she has moved past things, right? Like at the at the Med Gala, like those those things still happened. Yeah. And I don't think we've ever gotten the like sort of like addressing of that. I mean, you could argue on either side, but like Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's just it's it's a bad situation.
1: Yeah. Phaedra tells them, "I think what makes this group so special is a lot of times groups don't support marriage. When someone says they want a divorce, they're all for it. But in this group, you all seem to rally for marriage. And then Phaedra makes a commentary confessional about like, maybe if I was in this group in my past marriage, it might have turned out differently. No. Because it's like, but sh- but that but should it have Phaedra?" Should not have? Divorce has a place. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, like, that's my thing. Divorce has a place. If there is a realm to work on it, you should always work on it. Like, and I think that in the cases of Jackie and Curtis and Simone and Cecil, there was enough there.
0: But Apollo was taking advantage of your money, was doing the fraud, Yeah, and ended up with his ass in jail. You needed to leave that man,
1: and also, and like, well, and also take Quad and Greg for example. Like, I mean, they had a moment of like, maybe they can work it out, and then once everything came out at that reunion, they're like,
0: "Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's not." This not... was violent. There were knives involved. Yeah, like absolutely not. For both of their sake, that needed to end. Yeah, like there, there's no saving it at that point. Right. Um, Simone
1: then asked the question to the table, who at this table has ever said to their spouse, I want a divorce just as like an icebreaker and a bunch of people raised their hand, including Toya and Eugene, which seems to shock Simone, um, which didn't shock me because I, I mean, we've seen them have issues.
0: Sure. But I, I, and I would like to know whether they interpreted that as I have said the phrase, I want a divorce. Which, to me, means that that person is set right. on, this is what's happening, there's no fixing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to floating the idea and talking about, is this our next step? To me, those are vastly different things. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like once someone has said, I want a divorce, it's almost impossible to come back. Now, Simone and Cecil did come back from that. Um, but like, once you're there, where the papers are like getting filed, yeah, girl, it's it's, it's a big step, yeah. Alicia
1: also raises her hand, and so K- Kema then says. You know, no one's perfect. Everyone has issues. But I think that's very important, especially for black families to see that we can keep the family together for the greater good, especially for our kids. And I was like, that's an interesting position to hold when Alicia was – because it wasn't they both raised their hand. Right. It was Alicia raised her hand. And it's like, yeah, it's nice that, you know, you can keep the family together for, you know – and he also elaborates as to why, because Alicia says in her confessional, like what happened? She was like, I was the time I was serious about filing was when I was pregnant with uh, their daughter, Amara. And he, she says, chemist still expected me to be in the kitchen, cooking up stew chicken while my ankles were swollen. I needed him to step up and help me. So that, that is where I was like, Oh, so this is a, this is this a, pattern. this is a pattern now. And so like, it's, you know, and if it was that serious before, Again, like, the whole, like, her saying on the boat, like, that, oh, he's joking about training me up, and he's joking. I think you're lying to yourself, because you wouldn't wouldn't have gone through. Because he
0: all but stuck a shackle on your ankle, girl.
1: Yeah. And then you did not like what Kama said in the confessional, because he goes, for men, you know, we take it very seriously when a woman says, I'm going to divorce you, because we hear you're going to leave me, you're going to take my kids, and you're going to take half of all my money and my property and my possessions.
0: But at no point did it cross your mind, wow, I've hurt my wife. Wow, I have put her in such a position that she no longer feels safe in a home with me. Right. Wow, my wife does not feel loved or supported. And that is on me. Absolutely. Rela- a- the person. relationship
1: is dying.
0: Right at no point did that cross your mind. It was about status and money. Fuck you. Yeah, he sucks. Actually, he's awful. I hate this man.
1: Uh, Toya is talking about like their issues, and you know it hurts the family as well. Eugene goes on to say, like, I don't like the word divorce. I grew up in a household where they wouldn't even think to get divorced, even though I thought that they should have. But in my relationship, I was being lazy. So the word woke me up. Like when you throw cold water on somebody. Yeah. Because that's what it should do. It should do. I mean, it shouldn't be used in terms... I, and I'm i not saying Toya did this. It shouldn't be used in terms of like manipulation, right? Right. But like, yeah, it can be a wake-up call to be like, I'm not keeping track of things. I'm not like, you know...
0: But I'm, also, when is Toya going to show up to this marriage? Okay. Sure. She does
1: say in her... She says in her confessional. He's, you know, because they've made improvements and then they're in a better place now. Toya's like, he's trying hard to be a better Eugene and I'm trying to have an open mind.
0: And so, like. She's ha- trying to have an open mind to him being a better Eugene. But, well, like, when is she going to be a better Toya? But I think that's part of it, right? She's so. Is it? She's. I mean, we see. She's her, a, we see her being a great mom, right? She I will never argue that she is not a great mom to her kids. Yeah. But she expects a lot from Eugene that she is not reciprocating, right? And that I don't think is fair.
1: Well, I, I think what you're saying about her reciprocating, fine the, in that regard. I think she doesn't. She's at a point. I I think they need to get past the first part where Eugene is making efforts, and she just is. It's not if it's not perfect enough for her right like it's not good enough and so therefore it's like mute so it's like having an open mind in that
0: regard is okay. important yeah i i agree with that i agree with that and like taking you know his effort in um in conjunction with how much he is working his ass off and how much you know, money he is bringing in and what he goes through in his job every day. Like, and she seems to understand that more. I, I will agree with you there. I, think I just still don't think she considers him nearly as much as she expects him to consider her. Yeah,
1: I think you're probably right on that. Um, Heavenly then goes, I was loving you, you and Cecil's couple strips because I've learned so much. And I think the couple that we've been moved by the most is Kemma and Alicia, and everyone's faces is like, what?
0: <laughs> Heavenly about to say some fuck shit again. She's
1: like, and just a smile on Heavenly's face. She's like, I want to like, you know, bring bring this can of worms out. She goes, I think that my husband has a lot of the same qualities and same thought processes. And Toya goes, Damon, is that true? Damon goes, Absolutely. And I was like, oh, no, Damon. Damon then says in his confessional, his feelings towards the role of a man, I think, are correct. I'm not as vocal as him, but I do think men can play an active role in leadership.
0: Fine. Sure. Can. Not necessarily should. Yeah. Or is by default. But, like, yeah, if a man is involved in a the marriage, then, yeah, the man should take some sort of role. I think it comes
1: down to sort of, like, myopic qualities of, like, well, you view, how you view men and women right. in terms of what they contribute, right? And Damon's expressed that before. Like, remember when he was talking to Allure about college and he said the thing about, like, you know... I have to worry about you more than I have to worry about the boys because they can defend themselves and like I can I understand that sounds sexist or whatever but like you know so he kind of has those
0: well to me that's less about sexism and more about a like a society society at large like I do worry more about Alora as a black woman going out into the world on her own than I would you know but I mean it, but it's different right because right black women are targeted by literally everyone. Black men are also targeted by almost everyone. Yeah. So it's like, I, I get it. That yeah. That's a lot. But like, I also would, if they were white kids would it, like worry about the girl more because society is misogynistic. Yeah. And you know, like one out of, I think one out of nine women are sexually assaulted at some point in their life. So like, yeah, I'm worried about the girl more. Yeah. And like, that's,
1: I think that's just what it comes down to. It's like, I, if Damon has natural leadership qualities, then yeah. Like I think like, and Heavenly's fine to let him lead in that regard in terms of the household. And I don't think the issue of having a leader and someone less than Like that doesn't lead as much in the relationship is naturally a bad thing. Right. Like I would, I would maybe argue that you kind of are the leader in our relationship to a certain, like in certain, in certain
0: avenues, but in other avenues, you lead more. Like you handle our finances more. Yeah. And just because I don't have the brain for that right now. Yeah.
1: But there's a, I think it just comes down to respect. Yeah. And I think if, and to me, it's like the whole, if I'm thinking about a leader, right, in terms of – like, think about it in terms of, like, war or the military, right? Leaders have to have respect for their, the people underneath right. them. That's the only way that that relationship is going to work. That's the only way it right. functions. And so, like, leading by force is not going to work in, in any facet in the long term. Right. So I think that's the difference,
0: right? Well, and, and that's also – that that is a good point a good leader is someone who leads with by um supporting the qualities of the people that they lead right yeah. and letting them um really excel where they naturally excel as opposed to the way that like military does leadership right the whole point of like boot camp is to strip away someone's identity yeah so that they conform to you. That is more emblematic of how I see Kemma and uh, Alicia's relationship. Right. As opposed to heavenly is heavenly. Yeah. Heavenly's not getting programmed in any way, that's just who she is. And Damon supports her to be her. And that's how he leads in their relationship. Kemma wants to reprogram. Alicia and it it seems in many ways has programmed her in a certain way to get what he wants out of her right and those are one is toxic and one is not i'm just yeah to me
1: I agree. Uh, they all celebrate 10 years and they're dancing on the dance floor. Someone <laughs> says they're professional. I'm ready for 10 more years. I need some Prozac. But I need... <laughs> <laughs> like, and it was a, fun, like, a good sort of like wrap up to like 10 years of the show in terms of that regard. And then we yeah. get into the fun drama because then they get back to Atlanta. Um, Phaedra is going to visit Heavenly and Jackie at Jackie's practice. And they're going over everything for the med gala event that they're throwing, uh, together. So it's like a celebration of doctors, doctors, wives, people in the community, etc. Um, I, I mean, calling it the med gala is a little like, I, when I think med gala, I'm like, okay, take like scrubs and make them a dress. You know what I mean? Like, take, yeah. like,
0: like, like if you're going to play off of med gala. Where people wear the most outrageous things, right? You you need to have that sort of a vibe, right? Like even if, like even if the thing that they're playing off of is just medical, right? It needs to be medical. Like I need you when you walk in, I need to be able to go. You're a doctor. (laughs)
1: Like it was more just pretty dresses. Yep. Um, Gowns,
0: beautiful gowns beautiful
1: gowns um toy and eugene as this is happening also arrive at simone and cecil's house uh just to get together and they're also talking about the med gala so toya talks about how she's having kendall jackson winery ship she says she's shipping three cases for the gala and then Toya goes but look i feel underappreciated i also don't feel like i need to pay what everyone else is paying for me to pay like a thousand dollars and bring cases of wine is silly
0: so let's break this down Right. right So the people who are putting on the gala, which seems to be um, Simone, Jackie, Heavenly, Phaedra, uh, Phaedra, Toya, you know, this group of women. I think there's also some people that are not on the show that are in this circle that are putting on this gala. It
1: seems like Jackie and Heavenly
0: were leading it.
1: Like in terms of organizing it.
0: Right. So it seems to me that... They all said everyone needs to donate at least $1,000 to get their, you know, products or their whatever advertised at the place. They're on the step and repeat, all of those things.
1: Simone says, based off of how many business logos you have on the step and repeat, you pay a certain amount of money.
0: Right. Um, Now, it also is presented on the show... As if Toya was tasked, Toya and uh, Phaedra, right. were both tasked with getting alcohol.
1: Yes, but also it seems as though Toya... It, al- it also feels, at least from like heavenly side of it, that Toya... They were having this discussion like Toya introduced the idea of providing the providing the wine right that they were that there wasn't a plan before Toya was like, "Hey, let me provide this wine i'll i'll get Kendall Jackson a ship whatever
0: sure, but people i i don 't know how I feel about this, and i don't know that I will ever know how I feel about this." At the time when we were watching it, I felt like they were doing Toya Dirty. Yeah. Um, because while she is paying for this wine out of a, um, out of like a, a fund that is available to her, it is still, she's Paying for it in some way. It is still $1,000. She cannot allocate somewhere else. Yeah,
1: and Eugene, when Eugene particularly advocates for it, because Eugene's very passionate about this, of like, look, this is going to a party, right? Like, it's not going to, like, charity. It'd be one thing if this was, like, donating to, like, something and you weren't get, uh, providing a donation, right? Right. But, and Eugene's like, the point is, you brought them something that they didn't have to pay for themselves. Right. And so that is like supplementing it. I think and Jackie says something later about like, well, we needed your money. Like and my thing is like, are you factoring like when you're planning this, are you factoring like the venue? Are you fact like is, is the most of the money contributing that going to a specific purpose, right? Right. Beyond food, wine, et cetera. You know what I mean? Do you have an idea of, like, we know how? Know we're having these people, so we are know we're going to hit this quota of money, so therefore we can pay for venue, whatever. So then if Toy is saying, like, oh, I'm contributing wine, I'm not paying the money, that can be frustrating.
0: Right. So <sighs> here's my thing. I think when they were planning this, everyone that had non-monetary contributions that they were going to make— whether it was the catering or it was I've got a hook up at a venue or I you know whatever right yeah whatever your your I'm paying for something directly and I'm not just giving you the money to do with it as we need whatever those contributions are needed to be included in someone's overall contribution so like say you had your budget for the whole thing was $20,000. Right. And out of that $20,000, about half of it was going to be contributed, you know, between all the different things. Then only the $10,000 needed to be cash. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's because right. you're not donating this money. You're throwing a party and people at the party are donating. That's what I got.
1: Right. So they go to Jackie and and Heavenly and Fage are talking about this, and Jackie mentions that you know both Toya and Phaedra are providing wine, like you mentioned. And Heavenly goes, "Toya's wine's not going to be accepted there because Toya didn't contribute. We're doing this as a group, as a team. You know, why could she not help with the sponsor to sponsor the event?" And then Phage says to her confessional, like, "If we really want to do tit for tat, I donated more champagne than you donated wine, but I'm a boss, so I can donate and pay and don't have to debate about it."
0: well, but that's not the it's not the issue of can you it's should you have to right i guess so like it it should be that everyone that is contributing is contributing the same amount mm-hmm. whether that is in cash or if it is in other contributions because if my cash is not going to pay for wine because wine was brought in elsewhere, then where is that cash going? Whose pocket is that money going into? Right. Because it's going in somebody's pocket. I guess, but it's like... Is it being donated? Because if so, who gets the tax write-off?
1: I guess. Maybe it goes to next year's thing. Maybe there's something like...
0: Maybe there is, but like that needs to be clear. And if they're going to give the audience this sort of thing to be upset about... Right. Yeah. Show me the. Car- they,
1: show me the Carfax. <laughs> Basically, heavenly, heavenly doesn't make it better. Heavenly goes. She should have some money. She bought a $17,000 purse. She showed it to me. (laughs) And then Jackie's like, okay, so how are we going to handle this though with Toya? Like, let's role play a conversation. Heavenly, you be (laughs) Toya. And then Heavenly going, as Toya, I told y'all y'all can pay for the wine. I'm giving y'all a discount for the wine. (laughs) Like, what, what world does Toya talk like that? Emily is like, you know what fuck you bitch and Jackie goes well I've heard that before and then <laughs> and then Henry goes okay and then she leaves you did great let's do that
0: <laughs> spoiler alert that did not happen well
1: Toya does leave but not for the, not for what's laid out we'll get to that um, Toya is uh, telling Simone, I'm a team player and Simone goes Toya you are not a team player <laughs> so, <laughs> even Simone her best friend she's like whatever and Simone jokes in the confessional not putting up the cash is not being a team player everybody doesn't drink wine everybody loves cash (laughs) yeah like i i just i get like the again it's like the merits of the argument is whatever but it's like there's also the thing of like why are you having the arguments
0: you know what i mean yeah there's just there's a lot of facts that have not been submitted to evidence and so it's very hard to hold an opinion when i don't have all the facts
1: yeah Toya tells her, "Should I say fuck them and not bring the cases?" And Eugene goes, "Just get the wine, Toya. Like, just like put it aside." Simone goes, "You're showcasing the wine. Like, benefits you, does it not?" And Toya goes, "It does, because I'm going to put up my own step and repeat." And then Simone goes, "Ha <laughs> ha!" Like, does her laugh? And then Toya goes, "Oh, you think I'm playing?" And apparently, she was not playing.
0: And technically, that's not a step and repeat. Whatever, that's just a banner.
1: So, okay, we'll get like so. They're getting ready for the Met Gala, the Met Gala, and all that stuff. Um. All, so, Anila is writing with. This is the first we've seen Anila since, you know, her leaving last season. Who's that? She seemed. Here's the I thought she seemed fine and more. For, I mean, it's because we hadn't seen her bullshit with her family. I guess. With her family. And so, I just over that personal stuff of her storyline. But as a person, she seems fine, right? But, like. So she's talking to quad, or, uh, Toya on the phone, and she's like, Is Quad coming? And Toya goes, Go, you know I don't talk to no Quad. That was your friend, honey. And Anila goes, No, she ain't. <laughs> so, because Anila hates Quad now, too. Like, I think it has to do with the reunion last season. Didn't like Quad sell out Anila at some I point? Don't,
0: I don't know. I've slept barely enough since then. Oh, so. it
1: was about, uh, remember, it was about um, Anila brought the girl. To Quad's party, who said that Toya right. was sleeping around in the neighborhood. Right. And like that, the conflict between that. So it was like and, Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, they start arriving. The, like everyone looks great. I like Alicia's look with that little bob with the very giant pink, like furry um it was like a jacket, but not really. It was more just the arms and like a short sort of like um like champagne colored dress. It was cute. You okay. don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, nope. You do remember Heavenly's outfit because her nipples kept popping
0: out. <laughs> oh, my God. Just some tape. Every three seconds. It's really not hard to do double-sided tape.
1: Yeah. So everyone's uh, enjoying themselves. Toya then sets up her own banner for Toya's wine club in the corner. And at this, I, Toya, law, whether the, again, whether the merits were on Toya and Eugene's side, Right, Toya lost all ground during this party. I feel. Oh yeah,
0: I I agree.
1: She was messy as fuck. A lady, there's a lady literally asking Heavenly if she wants a glass of wine, and Heavenly goes, "Oh, don't get Toya's wine. She didn't pay the sponsor." She's like, "Jeez, <laughs> like fuck that shit." Um, Jackie is talking with Simone and Anila, and they're talking about like the trip, and she's telling Anila about like everything that happened. She's like, "Yeah, me and Curtis came out of the trip stronger," and then she goes. He is in the DR, meaning the Dominican Republic. She's like, it's about making some money and, you know, taking care of mama. And we were like, after what Karen Huger said on Potomac about the Dominican Republic and like the fact that Curtis has been seemingly in the Dominican Republic most of the season.
0: If that made answers.
1: If two plus two equals four.
0: (laughs) Then four means he a hoe.
1: And four used to have a mistress seasons ago.
0: (laughs) uh-huh
1: yeah i i'm worried <laughs> sorry i'm worried for you jackie Um, uh, toya then walks up to them and goes so look y'all ran out of glasses because everybody's been drinking my wine and she and then she says but somebody told uh the lady to take my sign down and they show a flashback of like a seemingly like the event planner going up to toya and being like hey so uh Because you're not, like, one of the sponsors, we do need to take down the sign. And Toya just goes, yeah, we're not going to pay because they're drinking my free wine. So we're just going to put it right back up. I was like, Toya, don't talk to the fucking event producer like that.
0: The problem is, is that rich people use underlings to do their dirty work. We see the same shit happening with... Uh, Tom Sandoval on Vanderpump Rules. I guess. He's yeah. treating his assistant the same way, and Anna gets, you know, the attitude from Ariana. Ariana is not wrong to have the attitude, but, like, you know what I mean? So, like, the event planner is... But Toya's not wrong to have the attitude. Yeah, but
1: also, you knew the rules about, like, the sponsorships, and
0: I, I like, to me, like... I'm sorry, when Bud Light sponsors an event, how do they sponsor it? By providing Bud Light. <sighs> they don't write a check. Sure. They provide beer.
1: Uh, Anila goes, I mean, she gave one, and Jackie goes, well, we needed her money, though, too. And, and <laughs> Tony goes, you did. You're right. And Jackie goes, it's not too late. <laughs> like, you literally could cut the check right fucking now. <laughs> like...
0: But and but also, fuck you, no, I'm not because my, my logo is not on the step and repeat. You ain't getting a fucking dime. I guess. But, I mean,
1: if you get the – I mean, honestly, with the size of the poster versus the logos on the step and repeat, you should be
0: paying double. But the step and repeat is where everyone's taking photos. Sure. So, all of the group photos, all of the red carpet photos of people coming in that go all over the media. Yeah. Get your lo- that 's the point of the step and repeat that 's fair so if your logo's not on there, fuck you you 're not getting my money yeah uh, you got my wine. Phaedra finally arrives, and so
1: Jackie, Heavenly, and Phaedra get ready to speak uh, to the group before they do. It, Toya literally is toasting with like a group of random people, being like, "To good wine." It's like, okay, Toya, it's not about your wine. At this Toya's group.
0: being petty. Yeah. I get it, but I understand why she's petty.
1: Yeah. Jackie thanks everybody for coming, and then they pass the mic to Heavenly. Heavenly, Heavenly, this
0: was nasty. Well, here's the thing, Toya, Toya. It okay, but it does not matter what Toya has done yeah. because heavenly would have still done this shit.
1: probably probably but Toya gave her the opening I feel Toya was doing preemptive pettiness yeah heavenly goes I'm thanking the sponsors of course we're going to start with Dr. Jackie and the beautiful Simone Toya then yells out it's Dr. Simone Whitmore actually which is
0: Toya being a bit of a dick you know sure but heavenly was being a bit of a dick on Jackie's behalf earlier in the sure. season so and then heavenly goes.
1: Toya, where's Toya? <laughs> She's right in front of her, by the way. Where's Toya? Like, can't find her. She goes, oh, she didn't sponsor. She didn't give anything. <laughs> she didn't pay, y'all, so I gotta put that out there. <laughs> and then Toya yells, she didn't have to. She gave cases of wine. Eugene is pissed about this. She He literally turns to Heavenly and goes, when you bring a $1,000 worth of wine, you shouldn't have to pay. And then you're like, it's rude. And then he pulls Damon, being like, Damon, that was rude as fuck. And Damon's like, look, hold on, don't do that. Like, like... <laughs> like it, like was heavenly rude 1000%. Like it's like like but like that's also heavenly. And so you know if you poke heavenly, she's going to bite your fucking face off.
0: Sure, my issue is that they didn't settle this before the party.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: This should have been settled before the party. This should have never ha- like if I'm going to an event of this magnitude, and this unprofessionalism is happening, I'm not donating to your cause. It reflects on everyone. It <laughs> reflects on everyone. It reflects on everyone whose logo is on that step and repeat. It reflects on whoever you're donating and raising this money for. Like, yeah, this is unprofessional. The
1: producer in the confessional asked heavenly, do you think it was the right place to address toy? And before she finishes Heavenly goes, yes, it was the right place. It was the right damn place. Cause that's where it happened. <laughs> and Damon has to just be like, <sighs> okay <laughs> swallow it up again but damon diffuses eugene and they're good um the party goes on Sweetie says hi to toya and anila and toya goes where's greg at and anila goes i was just telling him like damn i don't even know how the fuck i was friends with your ex and anila has it out for quad like yeah it's like really any moment she gets it's just like hey uh like i have camera time fuck quad like
0: like literally every sentence that we hear from her is about quad yeah speak
1: of the devil uh, <laughs> no i like quads uh quad arrives uh, looks great by the way yeah i i gotta say uh but she pull. she walks in anila turns to Tony and goes quad's here and Tori goes girl that's even more reason to leave and so
0: Toy. But also, like, can we talk about the twink she walked in with yeah, on her arm? Yeah, who was that? Well, Phaedra had a twink on her arm, too. It was like, who the fuck are these guys? Their twinks are us in Atlanta. I get, well, well we've heard there's a mm-hmm. mm. all the single men is gay in uh in Atlanta that's what we've heard
1: yeah uh, so Toya and the other decide they're leaving and they're gonna they pass quad right as they come in they don't look at each other like Toya goes perfect timing and just passes her it's like jesus christ Ugh. uh quad even says her, so, like why would we speak like i wouldn't speak to her either basically yeah so, um so they don't Fix that. Jackie then goes, "Who invited Quad?" Which is, I think, a very interesting question that I don't think we have an answer to. I would love that answer at the reunion, actually. Production. Think, pro, well, okay, production.
0: But like, she has a contract to be on this season. Sure. She had to fulfill a certain amount of episodes.
1: But don't you also think Heavenly might have done it?
0: Maybe, but I don't think so. I think it's production.
1: I right, sure. Um, Quad says hi to Simone And also Sweet Tea He's also there Quad then goes Where's your husband at? Like And I was like Oh no <laughs> Like this This turned out like Weirdly better than expected But also still weird Awkward Like there's no way to not Make it awkward So like Yeah Yeah uh, She goes Where's your husband at? Go find him and tell him To come and say hi And then Greg eventually Then comes over They like shake hands But then Quad's like Quad asked Sweet T for permission to hug him. And, like, and they're like, like, Greg wants to be anywhere but here, right? Yeah. Because I, I think also he doesn't know what's going to get brought up. He doesn't right. know what's going to, like, of right. have the
0: word work. Well, and T's like, it's up to him, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, D- just. Say say I'm not comfortable with that because you can tell how comfortable he looks yeah. right now.
1: Quad congratulates them again on the marriage. She goes, "Doctor Doctor G, let me check you out. You ain't missed a step." Okay, I see you. And Greg goes, "Thank you." <laughs> like <laughs> he doesn't know how to take it. Quad says to her confessional. I'm not a bitter person. I'm not a person of malice. I literally. <laughs>
0: The lie detector is like... (laughs) The last nine seasons of the show would say that that's not necessarily the most truthful representation.
1: Yeah. She goes, I literally freed myself of that marriage and I purged myself of all those emotions so I can be happy. Not my man, not my problem. I mean, she does go on to like trash sweet tea like in like Watch Uh Weapons Live. and So it's like, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Like, you know. Greg then says in his confessional... I don't wanna say that I don't wanna avoid her, but if I didn't see her again, I could definitely live with it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just weird. And, and yeah. I know. Quad asks how the girls are doing, and Simone tells Quad about the trip and, and how it started as a shit show, but that you know they fought she fought with Heavenly, but they're in a better place. And then Quad goes, Well, I have a lot of conversations that need to take place as well. And Simone's like, Do you? <laughs> she then I disagreed with Simone here. She does say in her confessional Quad by now should have picked up that telephone from Napa to now called and said, Hey, I would like to have a conversation to see where our friendship is and to see if we can get the shit back on track. I don't agree with Simone on that because the way things ended in Napa seemed pretty final. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I think to expect quad to like continue to pursue you after that doesn't yeah. make sense.
0: To see if I was quad, I would immediately have gone home and left notes on everybody's front doors that said, fuck you, you fugly bitch. I hope you rot in hell. Right. And they would have taken a shit on their front door.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. I'm just saying.
1: I, I mean, like, it's a little, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to, like, overuse this word. It's like a little bipolar on Simone's part being like, well, we're done with you and you're not showing love. But also, like, be I yeah. Yeah. Um, the, all the ladies start a piece out from the party towards the end and we get the ending of the episode. And Jackie basically is like, look, there will always be a fab five, but we have room for six, seven and eight. And I was like five. So are you still
0: including quad?
1: I guess she's counting quad in the five. So I don't know. I'm confused.
0: I am very confused. Yeah.
1: The reunions next week, starting it and. I Quad's going to be there, and so they're getting into the stuff, and it seems heated. And And so is
0: Apollo. Uh, I mean, the Apollo thing is crazy. That's going to be wild. We literally have not seen him since he went to prison. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know how this is going to happen. But he doesn't look like he's aged at all.
1: No, he looks great, actually. He looks really (laughs) hot.
0: Fuck him. And
1: not the most related to the season, but still fascinating, and I will be watching. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, great stuff.
0: All right, let's get into these tops and bottoms. We got drag race, we got traders, we got married to medicine. What you thinking, babe?
1: Uh I'll start with my top. Uh I'm gonna give it over on to Drag Race. I really love Sofia Cristal this episode. I just yeah. thought like like I said before, seeing her full range of her story from like just funny to also serious and like I really think she has the essence to really be a winner in terms yeah. of like just being a, a pillar of the community and just sort of like having a voice and a perspective and sort of like you know, I, I I really love what she contributed, and I think she over. I believe she should have won snatch game, yeah. by far. So love what she did. Um, my bottom. I'm gonna give it on married to medicine, and I'm gonna give it to Toya. Hmm. As much as you, I know you're kind of disagreeing with me, but like I just think like whether I understood the possible argument that Toya was trying to make, I just her conduct is really petty and messy and like that's fun for the show don't get me wrong but I was I was not on her side in the way that she conducted herself in terms of like all of that stuff like that that was more the issue for me like she had, she had to suck it up to a certain extent and that was my frustration more than anything Um, yeah it was, it was hard to pick a bottom for the most part because this was a really good week but yeah mine would be Toya what about you babe what are your tops and bottoms
0: so I'm going to start with my bottom and it's um to oppose yours, because yours is wrong, <laughs> fight, fight fight so i I will start with the reason why I didn't pick toya, and why i don't why I side more with Toya in this than I do with who I picked mm-hmm. um so Toya, yes, was messy, yes, was doing some petty shit, but for the most part, her actions were all behind the scenes. And were, for TV only, not really affecting the event overall. Sure. So, my bottom goes to Heavenly. Oh. <laughs> because her actions were public. And if her and Jackie were the organizers of this event, as it seems like they were, um, then, number one, she should have been more proactive in figuring this out and making sure that it did not last until the event. And number two, it was incredibly unprofessional the way that she dealt with that at the event. Yeah. That was like, it shines a bad light on the entire community that you're representing. And I don't mean black people. Like that's not what I'm reflecting on. I'm talking about the medical community. Like, it makes you seem unprofessional. It makes you seem like the medical community in Atlanta is a joke. Yeah. Because your events are a joke. Your events are not professionally run or handled. It's messy. It's dramatic. It's unnecessary. To me, that's how it comes off to me. Um, And so because she had more of a responsibility... On the event, and her Im- her actions were more impactful on the event as a whole. That's why I put her as my bottom over Toya. That's fair. Um, but let's talk about the top for the week, and it's Phaedra for me. Um, not on Married to Medicine. I love her on there, but it's really more her on the traders. I love
1: that we have to clarify
0: <laughs> because she's on everything. Um, but it's more on the traders and. I give it to her for several reasons. She continues to be iconic number 1. Um she continues to put making amazing television over everything else. Yeah. Um which I think is just a good mark of a good reality star. Um but also we may not get a chance to give her another top for this week because she may be gone. Um and that breaks my heart breaks breaks my little gay heart. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I just I we got so many great lines from her this this episode. Um we got the line of the season with, you know, this ain't the bachelor and I don't have to kiss your ass for a rose. Like I just I've been quoting that all season and we finally got it this episode. Um so, you know, you really just have to give the props where they go you know when someone's that iconic it's it's really hard to deny hey thanks for tuning into this episode of a gay and his envy join
1: us next time for more of our recaps and hot takes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening and check us out on our social media at a gay and his envy on all the platforms
0: a special shout out to shane ivers who wrote pulsar the song we use for our theme i'm amon i'm merlin and, and we're, we're out. out
1: this show is a member of the sorgatron media podcast network